Hello, everybody. Welcome to Ollie and All. I am your host, Alan Afi, and welcome to the latest episode. This week, I am joined once again by dear, dear friend of mine, Kenneth Davey. Uh, we had the honor and privilege of witnessing Queen B in all of her presence on stage last week. So we get a chance to really unpack that entire show together and chat about it and, and um, really revel in what awesomeness it was, for lack of better words. Um, we also talk a little bit about Bette Midler and some of the questionable things she had to put out to the world last week, and that became a bit of a heated conversation, but nonetheless, it's great talks all the time with Kenny, so without any further ado, please welcome Ollie and Kenneth on Ollie and Doll. Enjoy. Hello, Kenneth. Welcome to the show. Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, before you even get started, I understand you're coming down with a bit of a cold or yeah. throat thing situation. So, <laughs> if my voice gets weird, just know I'm going through puberty and no. it's finally happening. <laughs> I think it was from all the screaming and the yelling of Beyonce. So, yeah, yeah, a little bit of that. But, which is what this entire... Okay, first of all, this is your... Technically, your third time on the show. Yeah. Uh, your second doing a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So at this point, you're like the most reoccurring guest. No surprise to me. <laughs> Just waiting for my regional Emmy. But yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming. But I'm so excited to have you here because we are talking all things Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter did that. She did a thing. She did a thing. So I like how it was both their shows though. We're like, just Jay Z was he was present. He was very present. He was very present. He was. But Beyonce did that. So we are coming, still coming down off of a high of seeing Beyonce in Vancouver on her on the run two tour with Jay Z. Um, this I want to dedicate most of this show to just really talking about that and like what it was like and all of the the, the energy, the, the the room, the the performance aspect of it all, and I just really want to get into it. So should we get into it? Get into it. It's, what did you think? It was so good. Like mm. beyond like really words can't express how good it was. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. It was my third time seeing her, mm-hmm. second time seeing them together, mm-hmm. and this particular one blew the first one out of the water. Agreed. It made, it looks like, it made the first <clears throat> on the run tour look like fucking child. <laughs> Agreed. And I, I was saying this to somebody, it's like, I feel like it's because they, as they get older, and specifically Beyonce, she continues to master her craft. Like, she's yeah. not somebody, she's even yet to peak. Like, she just keeps getting better and better, like a fine wine, yeah. gets, keeps getting better with age. And she keeps working and mastering her craft, which is performance, which is musicianship, which is artistry, which is writing, producing, choreography. Like, there's nothing about it which seemed redundant to me. It actually seemed even better than mm-hmm. um, the last time we'd seen her, which was um, the Formation Tour. So... Agreed that, you know, comparatively speaking, On The Run 1, which was in 2014. Yes. And On The Run 2, which was uh, 2018. Four years between. Oh, weird. Four years between. I'm just saying. They're lucky number. Um, Yeah, this one was just spectacular. And such, such a great show. Um, Both of them, too. Both of them. Yeah. I mean, we we went for Beyonce, but... Yeah. We're, yeah, we're blessed with the performance no, no. by Jay Z. Jay Z, Jay Z. I mean, you can't take that away from him. No. He is cons- consistently um, known as you know one of the greatest MCs of all time. Yeah, um, 
I don't know, like, I mean, I, I know a, a little bit of his stuff and I don't have like a huge catalog of his music, but I do, I will always respect him for what he's done for the culture of hip hop and, yeah. and um, what he's brought even um, in the latter part of his career. Like, cause at the beginning of his career, he was, you know, he was a rapper first. And I think now he's such a uh, entrepreneur on top oh, of yeah, everything totally. he's doing. So I really respect that hustle from a black man and mm-hmm. just seeing him just do his thing. So, um, but his, I did even say at the concert a few times that he's looking better than he's ever has. True, yeah. true. He looks fantastic. He, he looks I, good. He does. And like, yeah. Usually, like people look at him and they're like, "That motherfucker's jacked." Yeah. <laughs> and but like he's just looking good. Yeah. He's like, I feel like he's probably getting he's getting more attractive with age for sure. Yeah. He's becoming more handsome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just something about him. So true. And it's funny because um, on the antithesis of that, you have. This is a very random point to make up, but, you know, Kanye West and Jay-Z have a pretty long history of being both collaborators together and friends. Mm-hmm. And I know most recently they had a strong falling out with one another. But it is very interesting to me to see the relationship between Kanye West and his wife, Kim Kardashian, and Jay-Z and his wife, Beyonce. And with, I just recently came across this maybe two days ago or so, or yesterday, I can't remember, but it was something about Kim Kardashian saying... Um, she, Kanye West gave her a million dollars so she wouldn't sign a fashion deal or something. So he gave her a million dollars and a percentage, a small percentage into the Yeezy brand so that she would, so she wouldn't start her own thing. And that to me, like, it made me kind of like, that's gross because this man keeps wanting to have this manipulative hold. And I'm not, I, we don't know their relationship. I'm not saying anything, no. but like, just from the outsider looking in perspective, he has this manipulative hold on her where you look at Jay-Z and he like and and you know and Beyonce and and how their relationship it's not even coexistent but they yeah. flourish with one another side by they are the definition of a partnership yeah you know and it's really incredible to see that and it's becoming more apparent now too yeah the point I was making that too is because you were saying Jay Z is looking really good and I almost feel like that like because that's Beyonce is all like but I guess maybe on. he's looking better too because like their relationship is so much more healthy now. yeah 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 not that I'm like a <laughs> marriage therapist, <laughs> but in my personal opinion, I think they're just doing very well. Yeah, but no, it, actually, even just going back to that, like Kanye paying a million dollars to Kim, mm-hmm. I feel like he was like, "I'll give you a million dollars," and she was like, Oops, "We have a joint bank account. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can go get it. Right. <laughs> like, I can like, just go like, to an ATM." Like she needs it though. Like I mean, the girl's got her own money. Yeah, exactly. But that's Kanye West wanting to have a hold on his. Not only his wife, but his um, his almost like the estate he's building as yeah. a family, and it's just it feels gross to me. Whereas you see Beyonce and Jay Z being this functional unit that really, as I said, are working with one another yeah. as opposed to against. But yeah, anyway, let's get back on track with yeah. um, <laughs> the real reason we're here. Um, start from the beginning. Them coming down. On an elevator. I mean, the symbolism. The symbolism. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, shit goes down when there's a billion dollars. Shit goes down when the billion dollars in the elevator. Um, Obviously, a nod to the infamous Solange, Jay Z, Beyonce elevator gate situation that happened in 2014, where we caught footage of Solange, Beyonce's younger sister giving it to Jay-Z like there was no tomorrow. Um, and seeing them come down that elevator, I thought to me was like just, it was powerful. They've mm-hmm. always been able, even given how uh, public that story was, they've always still been able to control that narrative. Yeah. And to me, they this them coming down that elevator was just like, 
we're still controlling this narrative. Don't you think you can take it away from us? Well, because no one still really knows what happened in the elevator to begin with. No. I mean, there's all the... Like, there's a, the allegations, yeah. and there's rumors, and those circulate, but... Have you ever seen that? Or this is a little off topic, but like that one video where they do a voice dub over it, and it's like Solange like kicking at him, and she's like, oh my god, there's a bug on your shoulder! Oh <laughs> my god, yes! And for all we know, that could be yeah. what happened. And then, like, and then she tries it again, she's like, I almost got it! <laughs> Tells me every single time because I'm like that could have been what's happening. It could have been. You the know, just in the corner being like, get that bug. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I hate bugs. <laughs> so true. Um, but yeah, I loved seeing them do that because I really want to reference on the run one and on the run two and kind of draw yeah. the dichotomy between the two of them. Um, but when they launched On The Run 1, that was in 2014, as we'd said earlier. And that was really on the heels of the um, elevate, elevator scandal. Yeah. Because you drawn up the dates. It was... So Elevator Gate happened in, at the Met Gala, which is always the first weekend in May. Yeah, it's the 24th of... 2014 in May. That's right. Not the 24th of May. <laughs> well, it was May 8th at 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. But mind you, we have to think of like... Um, so that happened in... The first weekend in May, but that story hadn't broken for about two weeks after. Yeah, it right? was on lockdown until that girl was like, the, the person who worked at the hotel. That's right. Got like $50,000. I'm like, I'm going to make it big. Yeah. Like, You're fired and no one will ever love you again. Nope. Yeah. yeah, good luck getting on the job. Yeah. Um, but then they went on tour for the first On The Run 1 tour uh, in June of 2014, and that ran through September, correct? Yeah, I said, what did I say? June, beginning of June to the end of September. Yeah. yeah. So... On that tour, a lot of it was really surrounding. Everybody was eager to see them together because is it going to be? Is there going to be animosity? Is yeah. there going to be tension? Is there? And a lot of you know critics were kind of saying like you could feel the tension on stage with the two of them, um, and they seemed you know, less cohesive. I remember that. Right, and there was definitely like a um, they were trying to almost send the world a message of they were really in the, at the beginning stages of that. Like again, we weren't there, but I can just imagine. You know, Beyonce hadn't really been rocketed with such a scandal of that caliber throughout her entire career. Even when Destiny's Child and everything happened. I was, was going to say, except when she was breaking up with Destiny's Child. But I mean, like, she was 16, so she's like, this is high school. Right, yeah. right. And even when that was happening, we weren't really in the internet age, no. right? So they could really control the narrative in such a way. We only got our information from Tiger Beat and J14. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But, you know, they weren't, you know, Twitter is such a machine and a vehicle now oh, that yeah. people are using. Um, think pieces and blogs and all of that stuff there. And, you know, podcasts are, uh, are vehicles that people are using now. So back when that was happening in the year 2000, you know, the Destiny's Child with Beyonce, that was probably the most scandalous thing, for lack of better words, that's happened in her career. And it was still pretty clean. Also, you know yeah, I mean? but you didn't, like, they... Got rid of the other ones, and then like five months later, you're like, "Oh, they have a new girl." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> like right? when they also they just watch a video, and you're like, "That was not the same mm-hmm. women that were in the first one," and there seems to be one less. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm no rocket scientist, but something seems. <laughs> <laughs> and then knowing that, um, as I said, sorry, um, this scandal was kind of the biggest one that Beyonce had been faced with in a long time. Yeah. Um, the way that she'd had to almost deal with it. I felt like no, being on that tour, mm-hmm. it was the, they were probably still processing it. and trying. I know they have great crisis management people on team, but in the same breath, it's like I can feel like they were still trying to process how they were going to move forward. Yeah. I mean, this tour had already been booked. Um, there, maybe there was a lot of... They, at that, at the, the time that the incident would have happened, they would have been rehearsing now for probably that's like right. six months. That's right. Yeah. And it's like they just like rehearse a week before. And they're like, let's just let's, party. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> 
And then, um, you know, on top of that, to even think about um, their marriage as a whole. I mean, the, these are, at the end of the day, I know they're stars, but they're, you know, they're, they are people and their marriage, for what we know, would have been at a really vulnerable place. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like at the time, too, we didn't really know that their marriage was... Well, it kind was broken. I yeah, guess. Like, yeah, we did it. We really found out through Lemonade. Yeah, um, of the extent of it. Well, because we were, we always had the suspicions because that was the big. I think that was the biggest rumor surrounding the whole other thing was that that was the night that Solange found out he had cheated on Beyonce, mm-hmm. and she was just like, "Not today," and she, yeah. just, you know, killed the bug on his shoulder. Right. <laughs> and then I, I think that's what we kind of knew from that whole situation. But then when Lemonade came out, we're like, "Oh, there were some, yeah, there were there was some leg- things that happened, legitimate yeah. things that were happening." Exactly. Becky did some things. Becky did things. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we like knew that something was wrong. We just didn't know what. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and then kind of you know four years later, two well three kids as a whole, two twins later, you see them doing on the run too, and it seemed like a really cool um, kind of. Um, you know, them just really come together past forgiveness, past uh, redemption, past um, just everything that kind of they'd been through um, with both of their albums, both Lemonade and 444, where they both admitted from their own perspectives, their version of events. Yeah. And this tour, seeing them together and even the clips at the end where they were highlighting their, both of their, their love for one another and their family. So the blue Ivy and the twins, yeah. you just, I don't know this, I'm speaking from personal experience, but you felt like a, like just, it, it felt so pure and it felt so yeah. honest and raw. And like these two were really fighting for each other and they fought for one another to be where they are today. Yeah. Um, I feel too like even just watching their body language throughout like this on the run tour two mm-hmm. tour, it's hard to say. <laughs> um, I felt like their body language just showed a lot more like, um, almost romance between them two. Yeah, them, like, just more like intimacy. Yeah, the way they were performing yeah. and singing towards each other, and the way that even like she was like doing a hair toss when he was hitting like different parts of his like songs and stuff. Mm-hmm. I felt there was just like more cohesion yeah. toward them. And then it was on the one run, like, oh my God, on the run one. There you go. Killing it. Thank you. There you go. I have two degrees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you felt like, like they were, there's like this almost dichotomy between the yeah. two of them. There's like this little bit of strain. And there was this anger almost that was yeah. drawn throughout the entire show on the run one. Mm-hmm. And, and it wasn't apparent per se, but it was, it was definitely underlined. There was this, um, and it wasn't even awkwardness. It was just like this, this anger and, 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 both of their performances and yes they performed together but I remember on their solo sets during their first tour on the run one their solo sets as you were saying weren't as cohesive you know like these ones drew no. a lot more intertwined yeah. they were a lot more intertwined with one another than yeah. um, on the run one yeah and I think and like the other thing too is play devil's advocate mm. I think that obviously the storylines of the two were very different like on the one run was like very Bonnie and Clyde like we've done some shit we gotta run away together we're kind of like outlaws, like that kind of situation. So they seemed like a little bit more, um, um, what was I just going to say? Like they seemed a little more like they were just like on the run, not together, but they had just done some shit. And then the second tour was like, they, yeah. were, they had run away together. Like they were, and I think they were in like Mexico or something. Like yeah. that's where they ended up. Let's and it was showing up. the kids and yeah. stuff. So it was like, it's like they ran away together as strangers, and then On the Love 2 is like, they fell in love when Let's they were on the Let's speak on that. That's yeah. huge. I didn't even put that together. Yeah. That's huge. Oh. So On the Run 1, you're so right, because there was so much 
it was dark. It was yeah. darker. There was crime. There was guns. There yeah. was, you know, there were, you know, I just remember the clips in between Beyonce and Jay-Z literally like murdering. <laughs> yeah, I think at one point I, I vaguely remember, I think it was her, she was like holding a handgun yeah. and pointing at someone's get on the fucking ground. Yeah. You're like, yeah. okay, I'm sorry, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so true. And maybe that's what I mean when I say the anger and the angst that was yeah. in On The Run 1. Um, that clearly resonated to their relationship as well. Yeah. Um, and then, so true, On The Run 2, the most recent one, was way more... I mean, their clips were shot in Jamaica, like the ones... Oh, that's the, where it was. Yeah. And they were beautiful. They looked great. They looked happy. They were at peace. That wasn't... It wasn't um, this act of crime, yeah. right? And it was more an act of passion for one another. And I think, too, looking back just very quickly, On The on Oh, my goodness. <laughs> on The Run 1, mm -hmm. all the clips were in black and white. And yes. Yes. So true. Yeah. Yes. So it's yes. Like they yes. almost found like the light or something. Like yes. Like, they well, they made it to the other side in and, terms of their happiness and everything. And they kind of had like the videos for the second one where they're in color. Kind of had that grainy like this was filmed in the nineteen seventies. The dad was filming it with his hand camera. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. it seemed like they were home video. Yeah. And like which the, relates yeah. to them focusing on their home yeah. and their family. And like on the one run, oh my god, girl! You know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call it the first one because apparently I'm illiterate and can't get that whole thing out. So the first time they went on tour together, yeah, um, it was just like very, like almost like hard and rough. Yeah, and this one was very like free yeah. and loving, and there was yeah. lots of shots of like Beyonce's hair blowing in the yeah. wind and stuff like that. Oh, it was beautiful. And then like the first one, we were like we're in baklavas, those like black ski masks. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just you know, um. Yeah, doing the worst. That's so true. And I think that just kind of represents where they were at their lives at the same time. Too. Yeah. It was like they knew, I think at that point they had already conceived lemonade. Like Beyonce had lemonade in her head. Oh, she, I oh for sure. She was recording at that time. Totally, sure. totally. Because she um at that time it was on the run. So Formation was released. Formation was released right after the Super Bowl of 2016. Yes. Right before the day before the Super Bowl of 2016. And on the run was kind of it was promoting Beyonce, like self-titled, right? On the Run was promoting. Um, you're right, self-titled, and I can't remember Jay Z's album before that, but Magna Carta. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So yeah, it's promoting those two. But she'd already like she'd previously toured self-titled with the Mrs. Carter show, but only a few shows actually got to see. Oh, you um, it at the end of it, right? She got it yeah. at the end of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a big bulk of On the Run one was self-titled, which. Um, she had never fully toured on its own. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love that. The, the idea that, you know, the shots of On the Run 1 were black and white and then these shots were color. And as you said, peaceful and um, just really beautiful and really focusing on their... They weren't running anymore. They weren't running away. They, they had found their peace and they had found their, their solace. And it was yeah. really cool to see that. Um, God, it was so good. It was so it was good. It was so good. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite performance? From On The Run 2. Oh, that's a tough one. What was my favorite performer? You know, they were all so good. Actually, I should say that. There's probably one I was like, oh, I'm bored. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> like, I, like, it's hard to say, too, because, like, I feel like a lot of the songs had such cohesion with them, yeah. too. They just, like, went right into the other one. The one that does stand out at the very to me is, the, like, the very last song, where they did Ape Shit to close yeah. it out. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that was so good. But I also liked um. When Beyonce did Resentment. Oh, my God. And that part where she's, like, talking and she does that, like, gesture to herself. Yes. So good. And then, yes. like, um, 
I don't know, even... I really liked um, Dirt Off My Shoulder when Jay-Z did that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, even when they did Bonnie and Clyde, which was the fourth number? Third or fourth, Third, yeah. yeah. That one was really good. Yeah. I mean, that was like your first That's where it all started, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. I, I thought that... As a whole, Apeshit was probably my favorite, the, like, close-up performance, mm-hmm. but everything just, like, melded into one another yeah. so well, and there wasn't, like, a weird shift or anything yeah. like that, and, like, nothing seemed out of place. Mm. They technically performed over 60 songs. Yeah, because I think we were talking about it, and the set list was 47, plus, like, in it, some songs, they had four songs Yeah, that's song. right, yeah. that's right, that's right. Which um, is, like, insane, because yeah. I don't think I could even memorize two songs. Totally, yeah. right? Oh, my God, so good. Um, my favorite performance would have been, um, I did love Resentment. Yeah. Uh, every time she performs that, I love the rawness in it. And, um, yeah, she released that song off of her second album, B-Day. And at the time, I mean, that was 2006. So her and Jay-Z, I think, were public, but they weren't even married. Um, so that song kind of felt like, um, a cheating boyfriend song. So you can ne- you never really related it to Jay-Z. Do you yeah, know what I mean? And now true, when she yeah. performs it, you hear you hear that she's singing to him. And I think that's such um such a cool uh stand uh point to be making. Yeah. Um but my favorite performance was um her um my Oh, God. Okay, so she did this little like interlude of like mine, the, her song with Drake. Yep. And um Migente. Yeah, I just want to make you mine. Oh my. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Migente was first, right? Migen- uh, in that little Yeah, because it went from Migente into my... Like, yeah, ba- we- well, ba- it was like Baby Boy. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Migente. And like, I just... Her choreography was just incredible in that. Um, I just remember watching her kick her legs, and I was like, oh my yeah. God, every move is so precise, you know? Um, I also loved um, when she does uh, the dance break to Everything Bad. So it's like, my chick bad. Everything and she's oh, like yeah, boom, yeah. boom. She also did it at Coachella, so I loved that. Yeah. Um, and I, to be honest, I also loved the last, the second last performance, which was um, uh, "Forever Young." And I know they performed that song a million and one yeah. times, but just I remember in that moment watching the clips behind that were um, playing, which was a lot of them and their family and the life that they've built, and then having hearing them sing. And, then and that, that was like point, the first time they had really shown the twins. That yeah, was, that's right. Because right, yeah. right. I mean, they showed the twins at the beginning, but they kind of just showed them like their backs to them with like their cute little. Yeah, yeah. You've never really seen full. Yeah. 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 And then this one, they showed like their faces a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you saw them renewing their vows. Yeah. And yeah, I just thought it was like um, what it, what that did for me is it just really inspired. It, like it kind of ignited me or inspired me to just look at how no matter what you're doing in life and no matter where you are, yeah. I know we kind of put Beyonce on this pedestal, but at the end of the day, she's still, um, you know, she's continually working at, as I said, her, her craft, her performanceship, her, her art, her life, and no matter what anybody is doing in whatever field, I just think if you work hard enough at it, like there's statistically it has at one point, it has to pay off. Yeah. And I think I just saw this woman and just in all of her glory and, and, and with now with the husband and her three kids and it just seemed to have all paid off all the sacrifices she's yeah. probably had to make along the way. Um, all of, you know, all of the, th- the things, the stress she's been through along the way that just watching those clips, I was like, this all paid off for you now. And she's not even done yet. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I, she think, retires off this album. She's like, oh, could you imagine? Nah, tired. That'll be the day. That'll be could the you day. Imagine um, but I, that's the thing about Beyonce that I do love and respect. It's like, it's, it's her tenacity. It's her ability, as I keep saying, to continually master her craft as a performer. And 
And that's what I love about it is just seeing, you know, this black woman just do her thing. Yeah. I think what it does is if if anybody, no matter what field you're in, I don't care if it is in, you know, mechanics or if it's in, I don't know, journalism, whatever it may be. If, you know, it's, she, it's, she inspires me to work hard in everything I do. Well, because she does not half-ass anything. She doesn't. Even, like, she when she, like, um... I will say, like, when we saw her in Winnipeg, mm. I feel like she wasn't giving it her all, because it was Winnipeg. <laughs> she was like, this prairie-ass town will fuck itself. <laughs> but then, like, especially because, like, I watched her, like, because that was the one, that was when they filmed it as well. Not in Winnipeg, obviously. Mm-hmm. They filmed it in Paris, right? Paris, yeah. And the energy she had in Paris compared to the energy she had in Winnipeg was mm-hmm. out of control, but, like, even the, the parrot, like, when she was in Winnipeg performing, she was still so good. Yeah. And, like, so into it. Yeah. And then, like, after watching her do it in Paris and then watching it in Winnipeg, I was like, oh, she was lazy in Winnipeg. <laughs> but, like, her version of lazy is, like, giving it 140. And my version yeah. of lazy is laying on my face. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, someone's yeah. doing it better. And I think, too, like, we have to... I, 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 I can agree with what you're saying in the same breath, though. I, I also think there has to be something to be said about um, an audience reception as well, right? Yeah, Like, that's I think true. sometimes... And I'm not throwing shade at Winnipeg or anything, but I'm just saying, like, I mean, a mass conglomerate of those people were probably going just because it was Beyonce when I think if you go to Houston, New York, yes. Paris, people are going to see Beyonce. That's it. And they're like, they will, they will do whatever it takes to go see Beyonce. And I think that energy would, you would feed off of it. Yeah. And like just even, as a performer, you're just, just looking now because I have the Wikipedia page in front of me from this tour. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Winnipeg was near the end of it. Because after Winnipeg, it was Seattle, Pasadena, and then Paris. Oh, you're kidding. So, yeah, so she was just like, Winnipeg was like her. She was like, yeah, I can be laziest for this one, but the yeah. other one, I got to knock out the park. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. Also, can we also just talk about how weird Winnipeg was? Like, we assume that, like, like <laughs> the stadium we went when we were in Vancouver is downtown Vancouver. Yeah. The stadium in Winnipeg is in the oh, suburbs. Yeah. yeah. I think it's attached to the university. Yeah. So when we were staying downtown, because we were like, people must stay downtown in Winnipeg. They do not. Winnipeg <laughs> is a death hole. No one ever go there. Terrible things have happened. And it was like a half an hour cab ride to get there. Yeah. And I remember we were like, we're going to miss the concert. Because we thought it would be like a quick like, yeah. 10 minute jaunt. And yeah. the guy was like, oh, this is actually quite a long drive. And we are like, oh, we're going to die in Winnipeg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, this is a sidebar. Why? But why... Um, more cities infrastructure just doesn't involve putting their stadiums center of yeah, the city. You know? I don't even know. And I guess that maybe that one was, um, uh, you said their football stadium, right? Yeah, so, so it was the stadium that is at the University of Winnipeg. Yeah. And so it's where the University of Winnipeg team plays. Right. I it was believe. Huge, but it was, And it was also the um, where the, the CFL team plays. Right, okay. And, okay, um, yeah, I just find it interesting how more cities just don't have their stadiums in, not in the heart of downtown, but yeah. at least it's the center of the city. Oh, you know, University of Manitoba, probably not University of Winnipeg. Right, 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 right. Because that's really important. I'm glad everyone knows that. <laughs> thank you that I got that off my chest. It is the University yes. of Manitoba, not Winnipeg. I'm so sorry to everyone who went there. Oh my God. Thank you for your forgiveness. But also your yeah. city is trash. So. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything on that matter. <laughs> but um, his eyes say it's trash. <laughs> Um, what were you surprised that she didn't perform? Uh, Love on Top. Yeah. Because, I mean, Love on Top was probably, I mean, I love the song mostly because you love the song so yeah. much because it gives you such like, <laughs> it does amp me up. Yeah, but it is so, I mean, it's such a good song to begin yeah. with. But I was, 
Sad she didn't do that. I was also kind of sad she didn't do any Dusty's Child. Like, I knew yeah. she wouldn't, but I was yeah. like, maybe there's a chance. Yeah, like a little medley of something. Yeah, and then maybe Kelly yeah. would just, like, roll out on stage. She'd be like, what's up? Oh, and God. Michelle would just descend from the oh, air. Oh, my God. Don't do that. But instead, oh, no, none of them showed no. up. I don't know. Were you girls busy? I assume you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> Not about it. Yeah. No. That's, um... Those are two very good, um... I'm actually surprised she didn't do Irreplaceable. Yeah, that's one of her biggest hits. Because, yeah. I mean, I think it was melded into one song. It I think was. It was just the diva, yeah. Yeah. And I'm also surprised she didn't do Halo because, I yeah. mean, I effing hate that song. Yeah. But people love that song. Yeah. It's a jam for them. Yeah. And it's yeah. probably one of her, like, more recognizable songs. It definitely is. It's a pop crossover hit for her that it should receive. I think it's her most viewed next to single ladies on um, YouTube. So it's def- it's one of her biggest hits. None uh, did she do single ladies? She didn't do single ladies, no. Oh, okay. I know. Um, I was surprised about Love on Top, but mainly too. I think it's that song is, even though it was never given like the full single treatment, especially at the time when that's how albums were being rolled out with singles, not I mean like singles to radio, not singles to streaming. Yeah. Um, I'm, that song never received the full single treatment, but it's still one of her signature songs. Um, and it's res- oh hands down yeah and uh, I was surprised um, that she didn't perform that and that's probably my my biggest one there's yeah, a few that, was- that I was like okay I mean with with the catalog like hers you can't fit it all in I know and that's the thing too is like I understand why she didn't do like Halo and single ladies yeah. they're her most like noticeable hits but probably like her least favorite ones to sing probably I imagine if someone's like can you sing single ladies like I'd rather shoot myself yeah the- well she's done that or choreo she's, like, go, so many yeah, times she knows like, go like, back her- to 2008 watch it there yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> or whenever yeah, it was released yeah. No, she's done it enough times that I'm sure. I, and I actually was surprised she didn't perform more of Lemonade as a whole. Yeah. Because she performed uh, Black Effect, Nice, and Apeshit. Um, so, oh my God, I'm saying um, everything is love. Sorry. For, um, for Lemonade, she did, um, yeah, she did Sorry, Formation. I love that one. That was a good one, too. That was yeah. Good yeah. Sorry, Formation. And I think that was it. Uh, Freedom. She did Freedom as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was it. So I was kind of like, I was surprised by that. Like, um, I think... All Night would have been a great song to perform. All Night would have fit perfectly into the ending of the, the medley. Yeah, it would have, yeah. Forever Young and mm. everything. So I was surprised she didn't perform that. Um, but, yeah. But that's okay. Again, it was not disappointing. My favorite Jay-Z performance, I just have to say, though, was Song Cry. And it was that... Um, it was black and white shots um, on the screen of uh, black... Men being shot by police, essentially. Yeah. So it was, the, it yeah. was a, an police pr- police brutality. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that Jay Z's been passionate for a really long time. Oh yeah. I know title his streaming service that he owns. Um, they give money to the blackout. Uh, sorry, blackout. Black Lives Matter organizations. So I. That's just obviously something that's very, he's very passionate about. And just seeing, as I said, like an artist, just really. Just, just give it yeah. that. I, I loved it. And I thought it was just really touching and really yeah. sad and, and, um, and very true. Nonetheless, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a stunt. It was like, this is happening. This is an epidemic and yeah. you know, it needs to stop. And I don't think that they will stop fighting until something happens. So I really that's appreciate true. that. And I think that's an, it's an interesting, it's an interesting way of doing it too. Cause a lot of times people will talk about political things within a concert. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, just looking back, what was that 10 years ago maybe mm. when the lead singer of Dixie Chicks was like I'm embarrassed to be from the same state as George W. Bush and everyone went fucking nuts because mm. she took a political stance on something and it's becoming now I find that concerts people are doing more political things but they're just doing it more like slyly almost mm. so it's like 
yeah, you're having fun, but also like check this out instead of me just telling you about it. Have yeah. a gander back here yeah. and have a look at it. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a really good way. I think it's like um, maximizing social media. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, and I thought that. Yeah, I think that's oh so good. Around. It was so good. Um, also, run this town. Sorry. Oh I yeah, run this town. Yeah, run this town. I think that was so good. That yeah. was really good too. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really good too. Um, so. What do we predict is next for Beyonce? Like, where where is she going from here? Oh, retirement. She yeah. just um she they just wrapped up the tour yeah. in Seattle. So now like yesterday, right? Yesterday, that's right. Well, by the time this airs, it'll not be yesterday. But oh yeah, we're in the future. <laughs> that's, that's, I, don't know. I don't know how time works. But, you know, I think just for retirement, she's like, I'm yeah, done. she's just gonna tap out. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's like, oh, I don't, I have nothing left to say. <laughs> Everything good's happened to me. I have to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, where do you go from Lemonade? I, I mean, I guess the Carter. She went from Lemonade to the yeah, Carter. And that was, yeah, like, yeah, a perfect yeah. ending to, like, their trilogy of events. But yeah. Where do you go? Yeah. I don't know. She's always been one to surprise. Um, and I will just... Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think... This is what I think. This is my prediction. So we're kind of nearing the end of 2018. She might surprise us with something, her like, a solo project at the end of the year. I think she'll wait till 2020. You think she'll wait till 2020? Isn't she going to do things every two years? Well, here's the thing. Like, she also... This is a girl that... she A woman, sorry. That she probably... Like, this is... Like, she probably has sat down with her team, and they have a five-year plan of of what's happening for the next five years. No, they have a 50-year plan. Like, this is no joke. Like, they they, everything is lined up. It'll be, like, album this month of this year. Like, it'll be, uh, you know... They have Blue's first four albums. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, they are a well-oiled machine. Totally. So, with... um, I, I really do think she'll... 2019, in July of 2018, she has The Lion King. And I think leading up to that, she'll be doing a lot of promo for that. So I think she'll be able to... I think she'll release and she'll a lot be, of music for Lion King. And she, well, she's doing the soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> why, I, why, of course. Why would I think otherwise? Yeah. But I mean, because like, in the movie, like she's playing Nala. Mm-hmm. And in the movie, Nala only really sings like... Can you feel the love tonight, right? And like, I yeah, can't wait like, when she's a child. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, yeah. what's Beyonce gonna sing in a baby voice? No, yeah, no. She's gonna write 18 new songs to sing as Nala. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's gonna be The Lion King, but then it's gonna be like The Lion King, brackets, after it's about the queen. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that'll fit in perfectly into what's next for her. I think it wouldn't surprise me if she released something at either at the end of this year or at the top of next year. Kind of did the promo and the, the timeline for that and then drew into Lion King stuff. Or if she released them simultaneously almost. No, she wouldn't do that, but she would have released it yeah, like because the, right the after film studio King, probably yeah. wouldn't let her, like contractually. No, Disney would, I think Disney would try and kill her. Yeah. <laughs> Disney would be like, do you have any idea who I am? Yeah. Although she would be like, do you have any idea who I am? <laughs> you know what, good point. Good point. We're at a standstill yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that'll kind of, um, yeah, 2016 to 2020, I mean, it would be four years, so it wouldn't surprise me. But um, I don't know. I can see something sooner rather than later. That's for sure. I also anticipate, and I don't know why this is telling me this, but um, a 25-year Destiny's Child reunion. Not an album or anything. But just a reunion But tour. a tour, I think, in 2021, because that would be 25 years. Um, yeah, I could see. I think that would be the perfect, like... After The Lion King and her seventh album to, you know, again, buy her, not more time, but to just kind of like... I could see them doing a Greatest Hits, maybe. But well, they've already done a Greatest they've Hits. They've done a Greatest Hits, But could yeah. they maybe the Greatest Hits, like, another five new songs? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I think they. I don't think they would ever release a new album simply no. because Destiny Fulfilled was the best way to go out. It was such a eleven songs, I mean, the, eleven yeah, the, the title songs, itself, Destiny Fulfilled. Yeah. Just leave it alone. Don't touch it. Um, yeah, I think they went out with the bang. So I can see them going on tour, and um, yeah, that would kind of be my 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 prediction for Beyonce for the next little bit. But the very next thing, I'm gonna say an album either November of this year. Or February of next year. November of this year. Yeah. Like I'm, next month. I'm not I'm not playing. Okay. Yeah. I was like, do you know what month it is? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> seriously. You like she releases albums without letting us like we didn't even know she was recording so filming music videos when she did self-titled. Yeah, what did people think too when she was at fucking Coney Island just filming That's self-titled it. and people were like, What's the art? Oh, she's just singing to herself. When she That's chopped cute. off her hair and everybody just thought it was a new look, yeah. that was for the music videos. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, she's smart. She's always up to things, you know? At least with like um Lemonade, she filmed it at like that old style like plantation on mm-hmm. So it was like contained, but like yeah. <laughs> we still did she was literally on Coney Island and like yeah. no one batted a fucking eye. Yeah. Like she was like on the ride and people were like, oh my she's having so much fun yeah. looking at her. <laughs> but it, she was also on tour, so I think yeah. that was a distraction. Like people just thought she was seeing the sights, right? That's true, and, yeah. Yeah. Of of the city show that she was in. But anyway, that's what's up. Beyonce, you are cherished, you are loved, you are amazing, you are the definition and the epitome of artistry and performancemanship, and you are you're everything. I can't remember at the end of the show. I kept saying she did that. Like she did, she, that, yeah. she did that, and I can't wait to see what's next. Um, you will continue to be the vehicle for inspiration. I think for a lot of people. Yeah. Again, to have tenacity and to be resilient and to fight against the norm and yes. to continually fight against just oppression. So. I say thank you, Beyonce, and I can't wait to see what's next. Oh, I can't wait either. But we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back to talk about some more things. Yes, yes, yes. All right. All right, y'all, we're back with uh, Kenneth Davey on Ollie and All. And post-Beyonce, I mean, where do you go from talking about Beyonce, the queen, uh, we're going to transition very smoothly into <laughs> this very bizarre thing that happened most recently from who I thought was a nice white lady. <laughs> you thought she was a white lady? I nice thought lady. she was a nice white lady, but Bette Midler <laughs> said some weird things. You were like, oh, she's, she's like your grandma. She's so I, nice. She dyes, she dyes her hair bright blonde. She probably has a bunch of mints in her legit. purse. Legit. I was like... Right next to her swastika patch. <laughs> she, you know, the wind beneath my wings... Um, I don't know what else she sings, but, you know, I was just like, she's just a nice, innocent, white lady. Yeah. Now, she went and proved me wrong, because Bette Midler, if y'all haven't heard, but she most recently went on Twitter to say the following, and I quote, oh, God. Okay, I quote, women are the N-word of the world, raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, worked like dumb animals, denied education and inheritance, Enduring the pain and danger of childbirth and life in silence for thousands of years. They are the most disrespected creatures on earth. End quote. Where, where, where do you want to begin? Well, um, I, where does one start? Okay, well, let's just start from the top. Bet, sweetie. All right. Okay. Now, okay. <clears throat> okay. 
I, the, the, the feminist in me, really, I want to believe in the point she was trying to make, okay? I really am trying to understand where she was coming from. Yeah. But as soon as a white person says anything to do with the N-word, I'm done. You know it's not going to end well. I'm done. It's yeah, not it's not right. Well. So what, what is happening here? At least she didn't say the actual N-word. But here's the thing. That's the problem. And I'm surprised that... I almost think that we should be paying more attention to that. So yeah, okay. the fact that she had to... Not even... Not to had to. Obviously, she's smart enough not to say it. But the fact that she felt like she couldn't say it, obviously, yeah. means she's not in a position where she's... Well, even, she shouldn't be saying it. She shouldn't be saying it to begin with. So, and... To have to say the N-word and not the actual word means there's obviously a, lot, a, a deeper level of oppression... That's affiliated there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, I agree. I'm not saying that women have not been oppressed for many of years because let's be honest, but it like, is ridiculous what so many women have to go through, even in, in the current state. Um, and we can re- reference what's happening in the US and that Kavanaugh character for, uh, to even reference that, right? Yeah. Um, but this particular to me, what really gets me going here is this quote, it negates and erases in particular the black experience. Yeah. And it negates the a black woman's experience because sexism isn't cool. Racism isn't cool. But there are specific people that have to endure both. Yeah. And what Bette Midler here is saying is she's taking women of color that yeah. have had to endure the N-word for years and now saying, off you go, we're taking, we yeah. as a whole have that word. Or are, are, are affiliated with the, the weight of that, that pain, of that word. And that seems messed up to me. Yeah, I don't think Bette Midler realizes the um, significance and history of pain and like social and racial intolerance behind the N-word. No. I, th- I think she was just like, you know what? Women are not feeling too hot today because, you know, this was, I think, I minced the whole Brett Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh? Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, yeah. Kavanaugh thing. I can't say his last name there for a minute. I minced the whole, I Admits. Admits. Yeah, thank you. I'm really killing it with words. <laughs> like with admits all that, she thought that those were like the same things, which is like, first of all, baffling. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And also like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like I thought you were a mild-mannered Jewish woman who just liked to sing on Broadway and but scream no, into a microphone. She, but no, you got some opinions. She's got some opinions and it's like, uh... she, And she's like, I feel like she's that crazy grandma who you're like, Grandma, you can't say those kind of things. That's really rude. Yeah. But she doesn't have anyone there to be like, Grandma, you're being cray-cray. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just... I don't know. It's, it's, it's really frustrating, I think, too, just hearing her say that because I am all here for, you know, the, the, that liberal sort of mindset. And I think yeah. that um, oppressed people and marginalized people need a lot more allies from... Allyship, I should say, from people in positions of privilege I want to believe Bet again was coming from a good place, but I just can't get past. I, I can't get. I can't get past her. Her erasing a, a black woman's experience throughout all of this. Like it's just. It's absolutely ridiculous yeah. and it's unfair. I have no doubt she was trying to think it was coming from a good place, but like again, it's still bad. Just thought that was like a, a particularly yeah. good choice of words. Yeah, yeah, and then it's also too like even me as I'm saying this, I even feel a little bit silly because I'm almost. Defending, I'm like, oh, she must have come from a good place, but it's like, no, people do need to be held accountable for their. Oh no, totally, they do, and she. You can't just disregard what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, she's a seventy-year-old woman. That's it. She doesn't know any better. Like, 
No, stupid is That's stupid it. sometimes, though. And, you know, let me take and this a little bit. racism is racism. Racism is racism, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And let's take this a little bit further. And this makes me almost think about, you know, as I said, kind of that liberal mindset as a whole. And I, as I said, with, 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 with Bette Midler, you know, she, she prides herself in being an ally for yeah. a lot of... Um, as I said, marginalized people, including LGBTQ, yep. people of color. She prides herself on being an ally. So this rich white woman of color is, you know, s- saying that she's an ally and, and is using her privilege for the greater good. Um, okay, thank you. But th- this is almost an issue sometimes. There's a lot of um, people of privilege and especially like liberal people of privilege will think that that's enough. Yeah. You know, just to say like, oh, you know... Yeah, what's happening isn't cool. What's happening isn't bad. Um, but without having to do the, the research and the thought process of thinking about your words, that, again, stems from a place of privilege. Yeah. Not ever having to think about what you have to say. So no matter how you dice it, bet, sweetie, it's still, she's still privileged in a lot of ways. You know, no, not, even just with, yeah. not even just with her class, because you know, she's got a lot of money. But... Um, but with her standing weight, even within the liberal community. That's right. That's right. So, I don't know. It just made me, like, mm, very uneasy. I remember as soon as I read it, I thought it was a joke. I was like, no yeah. way. This isn't real. And I was, I was shocked. Yeah, when you sent me it, what was it, last week? Yeah, I sent it to you because I was like, <laughs> like look we're at mid-text, this. We're texting about TV shows. Yeah. <laughs> then you just sent me that. And I remember reading it and being like, that's so weird. And then reading it again being like, oh, that's Ben Midler. Yeah. <laughs> at first, I just thought it was like a random tweet. And I was like, people are fucking weird. I'm like, who yeah. says that? That's so stupid and, and so inappropriate. And then I just saw on the top, like, Bette Midler. And I was like, oh, honey. Bette. Honey. Bette, we thought she was innocent. Girl, you won a Tony yeah. Award last year. What are you up to now? Did she actually? Yeah, she won for Hello, Dolly. Oh, right. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. You thought she was just some fun, fun old crazy woman. Yeah. And now she's a fun old crazy woman who's like, oh, is that not cool? Not yeah. coach? That's cool. right. She did go on to later apologize. Um, oh, yeah. I, have to I feel like she doubled down. Okay, I'm going to read this part and then you're going to read the apology just to, we're going to spice it up a little bit here. Yeah. Um, but th- she doubled down later after she was getting a lot of backlash online from particularly, not even um, people of color. I was actually looking through and reading some of the responses. Just like everyone was like, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, like, I saw a few, like, white people being like, hey, Bet, don't do not do that. You know, like, there is a systemic oppression that women of color in particular have to experience. That's not, you know. Yeah. And I really, I, those are the types of allies that I'm really, really here for. But um, she went on to say, woman, um, sorry, that was the first one. Uh, I gather I've offended many by my last tweet, tweet women are the et cetera. That's a quote from Yoko Ono from 1972, which I never forgot. It rang true then and it rings true today. Whether you like it or not, this is not about race. This is about the status of women and their history. So let's double down here, Bet. Like, that didn't help. This is not about race. Again, negating the experience of a black woman. Like, that is... To say that is just doubling down on the, the overall offensiveness of your first statement. Yeah, it's fact. And then she, this is her apology. Where did it go? The two brief investigations of allegations against Kavanaugh infuriated me. Angrily, I tweeted without thinking my choice of words would be enraging to black women who doubly suffered both by being women and by being black. I am an ally and I stand with you. Always have and I apologize. But like you only realize that after you tweeted it. After your uh, publicist called you. Yeah, after your public, <laughs> after your twenty-seven-year-old publicist called you, and was like, "Bet we have gone over this. <laughs> Keep the weird shit to yourself." Yeah, 
Um, it's like, I imagine it's like talking to your grandma off the ledge at that point. You're like, you can't say that. And she's like, oh, I didn't mean it. I thought those colored folk were so nice. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Like, it's just like... And you're like, grandma, no, we don't oh, say those words anymore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I feel really, like, um, really frustrated by this entire situation because I think this is just a classic example, as I said, of, um, you know, people thinking they're doing the right thing but doing it in the wrong way. Uh, whether whether or not her intention was, you know, to, to speak volumes to a particularly, you know, woman as a whole, there is a way to do that, again, without erasing and negating yeah. um, a subset of people. And that's what she did. And that's really frustrating because for the longest time, you know, people of color have felt separated from the majority and the um, privilege. So she just took it even further by doing that. And she just, uh, she had an opportunity there Again, coming from a place of a lot of privilege, she had an opportunity to really say something and really reach a lot of people. Um, but she chose a very bizarre set of words. I just, I. Well, the fact too is like, she was like, it's from a John Lennon and Yoko Ono song, which I'm like, that man almost makes it worse because, um, well, one of them is a Japanese woman and the other one is a white man from the Beatles. Mm, 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 and mm. I literally just Googled it. It took me a while to find it, but the song is indeed called Women. Woman is the N-word of the world, mm. and it's an anti-war song, which, um, I don't know, uh, seems a bit off to me, but we'll let y'all be the judge. I'll mm. read you some lyrics. Mm. Women is the N-word of the world. Yes, she is. Think about it. Woman is the N-word of the world. Think about it. Do something about it. We make her paint her face and dance. If, you won't be a, if she won't be a slave, we say that she don't love us. If she's real, we say she's trying to be a man. While putting her down, we pretend that she's above us. Woman is the N-word of the world. Yes, she is. If you don't believe me, take a look at you're the at the one you're with. Woman is the slave of slaves. Ah, oh, yeah. Better scream about it. And then it mostly goes on into talking about like how women are forced to raise and bear children. Um, home is the only place for them. Um, we insult them on TV. They have no guts. Uh, they're stupid and not as smart as men, essentially. And look, I get where they were coming from. Let me get no. That is absolutely oh, true. 100%. Like that's a hundred percent true. What what is going on there? Because I'm, no one is here is saying women are not oppressed. That is very true. That is the most. True. That is. Right. You know who else is oppressed? Black people. <laughs> Black women in particular. Particular. And I hate to, you know to 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 be. I don't know to do that, but it's true. Like it's. Well, it's like, they both have shitty ends of the stick, guys. Yeah. It's I, not better for one or the other. Yeah. But, like, you can't negate the other one's experiences by re reveling in the other one's, or bringing up their experience somehow. That's right. That's right. It it's sounds like, like they're just, like, pushing away, like, black women being like, yeah, you guys have a shitty problem, but you know who else has it? White women. Right. And that's just it. It's like, as I was saying, like, sexism is terrible, racism is terrible, but there are a specific group of people that have to endure both. Yeah daily systemic racism you know like it's just it is really unfortunate and even thinking about the you know the way that i can think about this in a roundabout way is yeah. that wage gap between you know there's a huge wage gap between men and women yeah there's an even bigger wage gap wage gap pardon me between um women of color and, and men men and even uh women of color and white women but there's an even bigger wage gap between first nations women and yeah um Women of color, not that first nation of women, not women of color, but you know what I mean? There's so, it just yeah. gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. So I love the idea of trying to do this all-encompassing um, thing. I do, and I think that what what that's that's yeah. really great activism to say, you know, we're in this together. But in the process of saying we're in this together, we can't 
we cannot lose a specific experience through that. Yeah. Because that harrowing and specific experience isn't fair to just say, well, we can't include everybody. That's basically what's happening because we can't include everybody. So the best way you can do about it is talk about the majority experience, yeah. which is the white experience. And it's almost like she was trying to be like, you know what, guys, we all feel it. We all, we're all down and hard on our luck sometimes. Mm. And like people are shitty towards us. It's like, yeah, we get where you're coming from, but also you said it in a really roundabout way that just kind of kicked somebody else in the teeth. Totally. Yeah. To- I can't, yeah. Yeah, it was just very bizarre to, yeah. to, to hear that, that, that quote and that um, testament. I was even thinking about, you know, as I said, she didn't even say the full word, thank God. Could uh, you imagine? She probably would have been like, I'm a white yeah. liberal Jew. And yeah. you're like, no, you but are to the know least qualified. She was well, she knew well enough that she wasn't allowed to say the word. Yeah. Um, but you know, still decided to whatever, use it in. But um, she was like, this is cool, right? Everyone's yeah. cool with this? Sorry, let me ask. In the song, did yeah. they... Oh, were, I saw the lyrics in front of me. Were they saying the actual word in the oh, song? Oh, fully, yes. Oh, they were. They were, 100%. Oh, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and they said... Um, I'll just, well, I'll just let you look at it on my computer here. Uh, first line, second line, uh, tenth line, Can we, we line. <laughs> does that show the songwriter? Because if John... Did John Lennon write this? Oh, John this? Lennon wrote this. I have the Wikipedia page up as well. Song writing credits go to John Lennon and Yoko Ono. That is who fascinating. In, in my opinion, are two very strong women of color. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess John Yoko Ono Lennon, is considered a woman yeah, of color. She's of course, Japanese, yeah. but like. But John Lennon, it's like where but I think, do you he think he weird at that point where he's like super anti-war and like almost super hippy dippy. Yeah. So like, I get he was like trying to make an anti-war song, but like. Words have meaning and words have power. Yeah. And you picked a word that was super oppressive and yeah, fucked up. Yeah, The thing is, like, I don't, I've never heard this song and I never want to hear this song. I literally was just um, like, I want to play it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's going to be a bunch of tambourines yeah. and the N-word. I'm not really yeah. into that. Um, but even thinking about the N-word, it's like, you know, when black people use it, it's about identity and it's about survival, yeah. right? Uh, when white people use it, it's, like, it's offensive. That's oh all, it's God. just offensive on all levels. Um, time out. We have to time out. So, I'm so sorry. I just read this on the Wikipedia page. In an interview on a TV show, John Lennon stated that this song was inspired by Irish revolutionary John James Conley. And I just want to say right now that um, I don't know what James Conley looks like, but if he's an Irish revolutionist, I think he looks whiter than I am. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. And, he, and it's, I, it's based on his statement saying that the female worker is the slave of the slave, which like that makes more sense than saying that women are the N word of the world. Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. And you know what's less problematic? The way James put it. Yeah. <laughs> James was oh, just being pro feminist. No. Oh no. John Lennon had to make it weird. Yeah. Also, don't make a song about how women are being enslaved, like how black women were enslaved, mm-hmm. and then say it was named after an Irishman. Mm. Uh, okay, this is like, this is just so, like, it's frustrating, right? Because it's like... There's so many pages in this Yeah, book. there's literally, like, even thinking about, you know, black woman in particular, you know, the, the, and what the N-word kind of um, means. It's, that was literally, that term meant ownership, you know? That term yeah. meant, um, it was, it, you know, it was, it was transactional between white people. So to to say it so unapologetically, just kind of like gives me a, you know, um, let me say this. It wasn't an inclusive term to begin with, like the N-word. Yep. It wasn't, it was never an inclusive, like, term. It was, white people started using it as slave transporters and 
owners. They, you know, yeah, they were, um, and it was deliberately to isolate and sub, um, like, how do I say it? Like, demean them. Demean them absolutely, and like, sub, like subconsciously ingrain inferiority in them too as well. Like you're less than you are. You're not one of us. Yeah. Um, hoping to further break down black people. Down like and and holding them down both physiologically and physically, yeah. Um, and that's why when white people say it, it is not okay. Um, when well, black people yeah. say it, it's a term of it's it's reclaiming the word. It's, it's a like term. when gay people call each other fags. That's it. It's like we're know? just reclaiming words, yeah, and, and like we're trying our best to reclaim them too. And how we decide to do it is how we decide to do it, and you don't get a fucking opinion about that's it. That's it. Yeah. So y'all just leave it alone. So John, Lennon, when black people say it, yeah, as I said, it's it's repeat. used for identity and it's used for survival and it's used as a term that only is reserved for black people. Let me say it one more time. Only reserved for black people. And Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> no, and just really quickly, um, if people don't know the origin of the word, it is, um, it started off with like probably Spanish and French being yeah. uh, Negro and Negro. Yeah, ne- yeah, 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 yeah. And then eventually it came over to America because people who were the first slave traders were Spanish, French, and Dutch, obviously. So their word for whatever black was became what it is, and then mm-hmm. kind of morphed into the N-word, which then yeah. morphed into more slang versions of the N-word, which then just oppressed a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, at the end of the moral of the story is like, it started off just meaning black, but then got real whack and racist near the end. Because it ended up being a term of ownership yeah. for them. Because it was, you're my. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh, you're, you're my, my. yeah. yeah. And that is, oof. anyway, bet. <laughs> you know what? I had, I always loved you, Bet Midler. I almost saw you in concert oof, one child. time. You, you came to Calgary, but you canceled. I'm kind of glad now. <laughs> God knows what you would have said. Fucking weirdo. Yeah, really scary. But honestly, this is, a, I think this is a great lesson in um, just, you know, liberalism as a whole. And, you know, you, we think sometimes we're, we're doing or saying, let's just say, they think sometimes they're doing or yes, saying the right things. Is, um, and it's really just important to just, before you, you say or do something, just making sure you're including everybody, yeah. making sure that everybody's a part of that. Because at the end of the day, women of color are still women, and we yeah. can't forget that. And I think this is an example of almost being over PC, too, because I think Bette Midler thinks she's so progressive and so amazing. Mm. And so liberal that she's like, I can say shit like that because no one's going to get mad at it because mm-hmm. I'm the liberal leader. And it's like, you're reckoning it for mm-hmm. literally everyone else is making a real stance mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. You got to be careful, you know, because all it takes is one, ask Roseanne, all it takes is one tweet <laughs> to ruin your career, you know, rightfully so. I would ask Roseanne, but I think she's dead. Yeah. Well, well according to the TV show she is. Um, well, I'm sorry, super. Did you see that interview she did where she like afterwards or she like... I can't remember. It was on a radio show. Yes. I was like, what are you on? I watched like a 10 second tidbit and she was like crying the whole time. I I didn't know she was black. I didn't know she was black. I'm like, oh, enough. I mean, I knew she was black and I had a quick glance upon her. (laughs) Like again, especially because like we're not Americans. So we don't know who like a lot of these political figures are. But even, like, when I remember when she, like, that tweet came out and they're, like, being racist towards and so, like, they called, she called her an ape. Yeah. And I immediately was just like, oh, she's black. You yeah. Know, you're a racist. Yeah. yeah. And, like, without cool. even knowing it, too. Yeah. It's because I have, like, contextual experiences yeah. knowing these. Like, yeah. Obviously, I'm not calling people apes. But yeah. Um, it's, like, one of those situations where you're, like, you just know what happened. You're, like, oh, Roseanne, yeah. sweet, sweet idiot. Yeah. Yeah, that's all it takes. So, as I said, like, all it takes is one, you know, 
ridiculous claim like that and your career can be over and um i think bet midler will get away with this i think that she'll i don't think she'll be necessarily i think she'll get a, a little unscathed but um I, hopefully this is a great learning opportunity for people to just kind of i will say um, she probably will get yeah unscathed like yeah. people will be like Oh, people will just be like, oh, she's so... Like, even though she's not even like so old, they should stop saying that. She's not that old. She's like 72. Right, right. But people will be like, oh, she's a legend and she does such good, other good things. Like, because she's a huge ally towards like queer people in mm-hmm. general and I'm sure other things. That's the only one that come to mind because I think the only people who like her are gay people. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, which I am um, guilty mm. of. I do have a Bette Midler album literally sitting in a second. Uh, yeah, me. there you go. Yeah, so we are friends. Yeah. But yeah, I just think that people will be like, I think they'll chalk it up to her just being like, because she's such a, like, um, she does such outstanding work for other members of marginalized society. Mm-hmm. And because she's such, again, I think people will like literally bring yeah. it down to her being old. I will be honest. I mean, I know my Bette Midler, I'm not well versed in Bette Midler, but I haven't seen any uh, widespread, what, even I should, widespread media isn't the only source of media, but I haven't seen anything about her that, I've, I've seen a lot of her standing for LGBTQ. Yeah. I haven't seen a ton on, um, People of color. Oh no, she. I wouldn't. I would say that she's mostly known for LGBT. Yeah. Because I mean, like her audience. She's Broadway. She's a very, that's it. Like musical theater kind of woman. Of her, course, she her has big, to stand. Her for, biggest yeah. movie is Beaches, which I think every like gay man who is probably in their forties has seen and cried to a million times. And yeah. I just think that she's mostly known for that because she's just very like. She's one of those people who she would be considered a gay, like Judy Garland gay. I right, kind of right, yeah. right. And like she has done other things. I mean, like she was in one of my favorite movies, um, Hocus Pocus. Right, one right. of the Sanderson sisters. But yeah, and like she's been in um, trying to think of, like the most recent one, but it would have to be like the one that's coming to mind really quickly is like um, the Stepford Wives, which came out like probably fifteen years oh, okay. or twenty years ago with Nicole Kidman. Right, but that's the big like last big like role I can think of her in, but even now I just looked up her Wikipedia page and in 2019 she's star- starring in the Addams Family remake. Oh, wow. With, um, like Charlize Theron. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's playing Grandma, so. Yeah, I don't know. I just haven't seen anything about her that stands explicitly for people of color. Um, and I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she hasn't, not to say that you know, she has to, whatever, but I'm, 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 I'm not really surprised by it. Like it takes a specific type of person to really, to, to do it, I guess. And I've only seen a small fraction of, um, uh, white people really stand for, um, white people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, white people stand for white people. The great example I can think of off the top of my head, and I, you'll have to help me with this. I can't remember her name, but she is, oh, Jessica Chastain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She is. Yeah. She yeah. like, her, the way that she allied, I thought was incredible. So she was in a film with, um, oh my gosh, her name is Slipping. She won an Oscar for The Help. Uh, Octavia Spencer. Oh, Octavia. Yeah. Um, so she was in a film with Octavia Spencer, and Octavia and her were having she a conversation. It wasn't that movie, though. Oh, were, well, yeah. Was, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Chastain was in The Help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't okay. that, yeah, that. It was because this was two years ago or so that this happened. Oh, um, okay. Anyway, so she. They were, um, they both did this interview and actually it wasn't even Jessica Chastain being like, this is what I've done. This is, you know, it was more Octavia Spencer. She was the one that was like, we were having this conversation and I was telling her the, the wage gap between, you know, 
white women in Hollywood and women of color in Hollywood. And this is how much I'm making for this role. How much are you making? And Jessica Chastain was like, well, those one am I making? And then she was like, no, this is ridiculous. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. They went to the, they, she went to the producers and said, I, until you bump her up to my salary or my, um, what I'm making for this movie, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this role. And almost lost out on a role because of that. Like that to me is taking a stand. But I mean, she should be too. Um, Jessica Chastain, I mean, she's great and all, but she also hasn't won an Academy Award. Like, Octavia Spencer has won an Academy Award. Black people having to work twice as hard yeah. to get half as far. I like, know. seriously. That's, yeah. just, that's what's up, you know? And like, that's messed up to me, just thinking about yes. that in general. Because, like, Jennifer Aniston probably makes $25 million a movie. Talk about it. Talk about and it. what has she done besides been like, I'm going to be a pervy sexy yeah. boss. <laughs> horrible bosses. Talk, like, yeah. Like, you Brett Kavanaugh and everyone in that movie. Yeah. And now, like, you're, like, lauded for being an actress, but it's like, you haven't done anything. Yeah. Like, you were on Friends 25 fucking years ago. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's just, that's just it, though. It's like, Viola Davis. I'm like, what? Yeah. the girl has a Tony, an Oscar, and an Emmy, you know? And... Still, I don't feel like she gets the credit she no, deserves. No, she doesn't. Oh, man. Halle Berry, uh, you know, another, the only black woman, the only woman of color to win a lead actress award in the 90 years the Academy Award has yeah. been handing out that award. There has been one out of nine, uh, one out of 89. Which is so One weird. out of 89. Viola Davis, the only woman of color to win a best drama, outstanding lead drama. One out of 70. Has anyone ever won for best Actress in a comedy for who's black? I don't know that. Yeah, I don't know. I know that, that somebody won yeah. for like, and like, again, somebody won like best supporting drama. Yeah. Who was black? And I think they won like 1978 for like a comic yeah. drama. Right. I remember reading about that, but. Yeah, like it's just kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Like there's, I don't even know how we got on this no, <laughs> rant, but. Rant yeah, but and it's, it is crazy to think. I guess we were saying how they have to work twice as hard. To get half as far, and it's even the for, accolades and the and the and the possessions that they, you know, acclaim along the yeah. way along their career. It's like, um, I was saying this, you know, last week to a friend about how there is no room or no time to stop. Like, as, as people of color, we just have to keep moving and have to keep going, even in the workplace. Like, mm-hmm. because, you know, no one ever knows what your bad day will translate to. And if that bad day is going to stick. So I never feel like I'm awarded a bad day at work. I just kind of have to keep going and moving. Yeah. Um, and I've seen a lot of my peers, you know, have some bad days. And it's never been, um, you know, just uh, it's never stuck to the degree that it would stuck for particular people. So that's just my opinion on the matter. Um, but I mean, I will say to that, too, it's like, especially you being black, it's, if you have a bad day, it's like, oh, he's an angry black man. Or, Th- there you go. He's, those, a, those he's a grumpy black stick. man. Yeah. And it's like, you know. Yeah, he's Gar- not being very professional right yeah. now. And those are, those, those are it, respectability yeah. politics. And you like, know? if Garrett has a bad day, it's like, oh, well, you know, him and his girlfriend got in a fight. And it's like, go. well, like, excuses, excuses, excuses. Yeah. 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 And then even as we talk about these things, just, you know, I know you and I have a lot of conversations about, um, just around social commentary. Um, even as we talk about these things, you know, sometimes people could think like, oh, you know, they're, they are just, you know, pissed off. They're just angry. But it's like, yeah, we're frustrated. But trying to bring light to these specific things is really important, too. And trying to, to ingrain them into um, everyday, you know, conversation yeah. should be really important because... I read this one tweet one time and it was like, being angry as a black person is doing something about it. And being angry as a white person is talking to the manager. Hey, <laughs> hey, just... Wow, hey? Yeah. Wow. 
Wow. Yeah. What a what, what a way to sum it up. I'm just gonna leave it at that. That is a great way to sum it up. Right. Um, I love that. But I will say that the reason that um, you and I are, you know, such great, great, great friends, like I've always considered you like a brother, um, is for that very reason. Like the core of me, obviously it's, you know, I'm, you know, I'm black and, you know, even like, I know like the the, the gay thing is one thing for the two of us. That's definitely what we connect on. Yeah. But you've always been somebody. Oh, we don't connect on the fact that we're both black. Oh, weird. I thought it was, I thought it was that. Okay. But you you have always been somebody that has, um, been one of the, not even, you have been one of the strongest allies that I've ever known. And you've, you've always been able to just well verse yourself yeah. in the experience of others in order to help, in order to better, in order to do good. And the situations that I've been in, and you've been around me when I've been in situations where people have said it and people have, you know, said the N word, yeah. for example, and I'm getting hyped up and, and, and I'm getting like, and you were right there to be like, no, yeah. this, I'm not standing for this. So this is, this is why. People like you and Jessica Chastain <laughs> need to exist in the world. You know what? I will be on any level with her. We're both cute gingers. We both have beautiful smiles. But no, I think it's just one of those situations. Like, you know, obviously being gay and being black and gay are very different. Mm-hmm. But just having people just say shit about that all the time, too. I'm like, not today, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, not today. No. And it's like, I'll never understand the experiences of other people. But I understand the experiences of when people were shitty towards me. Mm-hmm. And I can't fucking stand it. Mm-hmm. And I can't stand it when people do it towards others. Well, that's empathy. Yeah. That's straight up empathy. But what you're taking is you're taking, uh, I hope, you know, people understand this. Like, yeah. it's, it's taking empathy, but then... It's empathy and activism coming yeah. together, you know? It's like you can feel sorry for people and their experiences. You definitely can. But you can also feel sorry for people and then do something about it. Which yeah, is, you don't just sit back and watch. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Like you can really step in and step and be like, no. Like because um, you're – I talked about this on the last week's episode. But it, being a bystander, you're just as part of – it's just as much of the problem um, as – you know, even if you don't believe what this you know, uh, bigot is saying – but just by watching by or standing by, you're just as part, much of the problem as um, as the bigots. Yeah, so. and like, trust me, it's so easy to be a bystander. Like, it's so, so easy. Because yeah. it's hard, it, and it's hard to put yourself in situations where you feel like you have to protect somebody, mm-hmm. but just speaking from experience, it's easier to try and protect someone than it is to be a bystander. Absolutely. Because you feel more useless as a bystander, mm-hmm. even though you know there's something you can do to stop it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really sad because it's like what what is hard in this life is worth doing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things that happen in our day to day, but you know, you could I don't know. I was actually just watched this clip on uh, Instagram or sorry, tw- Twitter, and this white woman was being racist towards two Spanish speaking women. I was working at work today. I mean, I was working yeah. today. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, another white woman steps in and is just like. Um, get out of here. Like, what's wrong with you? Get out of... And she she stepped in and was... So this is, to me, the perfect example of using your privilege for good. Yeah. Because these two... I don't know the... We don't know the full story, obviously, but it's very obvious what's happening yeah. is this white woman was yelling at these two Spanish-speaking women in a grocery store. Also, the way she started doing it, too, was like... She was like, how long have you guys been in America for? Like, and the two, like... Latin women were, or Hispanic women were just like, oh, I've been here for eight years. Yeah. Like, thinking that she was making conversations, she's like, eight years? Well, learn my goddamn language. Yeah. You're in America. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're just like, ooh, this backfires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then this woman Thinking this steps... woman was just starting a nice conversation. Because yeah. like, I, for all you know, she could have been like, I love your guys' language. It's yeah. so nice. Yeah. That's just so pretty. And then all of a sudden, she's like, not in my America. Mm-hmm. 
Like yeah. She said smoking. Yeah, right? And then this woman steps in and is just like, what is wrong with you? You cannot treat people this way. Get yeah. away. And she ushered this other woman away. Yeah, she's trying to like push her exactly. away without pushing her. Yeah. That's it. And it's like, that's what you almost need is that that protection, you know? of like Because these two, again, I don't know what these two women were feeling in the moment, but it obviously was a sense of... I'm sure of math confusion. Very, confusion, but also a sense of just like, I don't know how this is going to end if yeah. I say anything, you know? So I'm just like, so I almost like, thank you for people like that as well that just kind of step in to intervene in these yeah. specific types and of even like that woman, the racist woman who we'll call uh, Bet- Betty. She's Bet- a Betty. She's a Betty slash Bet. The Bet. She's uh, her name was Bet Midler Jr. But um, she um, at one point she was like, "There's people like saying to the girl who's like being like, get away from these women, you psycho." Yeah. She was like, "You're wrecking America. You're what's wrong with this yeah. country. You're Your generation this is what's wrong with this. Yeah, country. you're leading she this said. country's demise." This woman was like, "Okay, good day." Yeah. And like that the thing is like the woman who was doing this, she's probably like seven. She's probably 70. She's probably Bette Midler. <laughs> Bette Midler in a wig. But she was probably in her 70s. And like this woman, I wouldn't say, was like of the generation that was quote-unquote wrecking America. Because mm. she was probably like mid-30s. Right? Yeah. Like, it's like, people will always say that to you, like, millennials are wrecking America because mm-hmm. we're all lazy and stupid. Or mm-hmm. like the younger generation because mm-hmm. they're like, I don't know what to do when I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, you know who's wrecking this? This America? You crusty old ass one. You're yeah. crusty ass one. Yeah. You're just old. You're old and I hate you. Yeah. Well, I think some people will argue that it's the people that came before that did this to the economy. Um, yeah. That, you know, the people talk about how millennials can't find work or millennials can't, um, you know, or as you said, like, you know, they're depressed and all of these things. And it's like, well, you know, these things may have occurred because of the situation that we've been put into, like the, the, the tuition costs to even get an education, to yeah. get a job. That's ridiculous. Um, I, I, to be honest, I mean, my opinion on the entire matter, I don't really want to get into it because I don't know if I've formulated it yeah. as a whole. Like, I don't, I don't really know quite yet. You where, have opinions, but you're like, I don't yeah, know if that I, opinion is sound enough to yeah, say yeah. it out. Because we all say it, then people will be like, that yeah. is incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's more so like, I, I, I'm still trying to gather, like, because I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate for accountability. Yeah. So I don't like the idea of people seeing back, well, it's your fault that this happened to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't, I don't love that rhetoric, but um, I, I do think there's got to be some validity there as well. So I'm just trying to like, put my two opinions together and figure out where I really stand yeah. on that particular issue. But let's take a break and okay. finish up with 21 questions. But that was a good one. That was a good talk. Hey? That was, yeah. yeah. Any last thoughts? I just, I'm just kind of like riled up now. I just want to be like, be better people. Be better. Also, be Bette Midler, get off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Someone take her Twitter away. Like, you know who else is a crazy old woman on Twitter? Who's that? Cher. But you know who's not racist on Twitter? Cher. She's pretty good on Twitter, hey? Cher, I've seen a few things. On Twitter, yeah. like, she doesn't know how to spell. Yeah. She might be an illiterate. Yeah. Fine with it. Yeah. But she's just like literally telling her truth and she's not being offensive to anyone. Yeah, yeah. Bet told her truth once and we're like, okay, bet. Chrome girl, yeah. what are you doing? Oh, yeah. There's got to, obviously there's ways to do it right. But yeah, you never see, and you know, let me just say it like it is. You never see older black women doing the most on Twitter. So, like, what's up? Like, what's the common denominator here? Oh, white women are shitty. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm kidding, white women, you're yeah. fine. <laughs> no, but, like, really, it's, like, especially these um, particular women in a lot of privilege. So, the shares and the Bette Midlers. It's um, women who find themselves... I find it's women of that certain age who just find themselves to be overly very liberal mm-hmm. who almost think that they can do no wrong no matter with what they say. Right. I'm trying to think of, like, the, the, like I think of Tina Knowles, Beyonce's mom, for example... Um, she is so, like, she's almost, like, 
funny and cute. Like, she's such a classic mom, more on Instagram than, I don't think she uses Twitter, but more on Instagram. Um, And she's along the way caught in a little bit of flack with what she's been saying, but nothing of her, that's been problematic. But people just think, people are giving her flack though because she's not like, because they think, how do I say this? Like, she's lackadaisical almost, like, but she's not lackadaisical, like, she's just being a, Chill. Yeah, she's just yeah. being her, and she's literally being like a grandma, like living. Yeah, her that's it. She's living actually her best life grandma. On a boat. Yeah. yeah, she's living her best yeah. life on a boat. Yeah, she has a beautiful handbag. She's wearing a scarf. She's laying, maybe totally well, maybe Instagram video. She's to- living her best totally, life. Totally, totally. She's living the life I wish I had right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just found find that interesting. Living like that Oprah. Oprah, there you go. That's she's another like great example. And all she yeah, does is fucking tweets about his bread. That's it. There you go. You know, that's another great example. So, and her Instagram is really like, look at this bread I baked. Yeah. Look at my garden. Yeah, I'm amazing. Uh, yeah. And then she's like, here's my cover of Oprah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Just, just do that. Yeah. You know? Like I get being a social warrior, but like, and I, yeah, it's think, important. You have to, to think do things it. through when you're being a social warrior yeah. too, because there are situations where you're going to put yourself in hot water if you don't think it come to. Okay. A now I'm going to say something that might sound kind of like odd and just like the, um, in a roundabout way with everything we've been talking about, because we've been really focusing on the women that have been yeah. doing a lot of this kind of social justice stuff on Twitter. Where are the men? Why are they oh, not stepping up? men don't have up? to do anything. They're, Why are they not stepping up? Because they're men and white straight men are the worst. <laughs> Everyone knows white straight men are the worst species on the world. <laughs> But, At this know, point so in time, kind of I don't like, know what they're up to. I'm kind of catching myself here as I'm again. I'm I'm thinking as I t- as we're having this conversation, yeah. and it's it's interesting because I'm like, you know, like I, and what Ben Limer did was hella wrong. Um, what um, you know, shared as and what whatever you know, but it's like we there like the the fact that men don't even have to step into the realm of social injustice is very frustrating within itself. Unless you're like Leonardo DiCaprio and he's like, climate change is awful. Look at Alberta. And we're like, that's a Chinook. Yeah. Oh, God. And that's not even like social warrior. That's just like, I guess it is social warrior. That's a social issue. But it's just like, yeah. literally, I think isn't all that, men are more of a climate issue. But isn't that part of social issues? I always define social issues as like, um, you know, but I mean the environment would be the environment. Social, yeah. yeah, but I'm talking sexism, racism, yeah, and okay, yeah, okay. like those, you know. But I was gonna say men only get involved in environmentalism. I feel. Yeah, because why? There's got to be a common denominator there. Because I don't know, maybe there was a meeting for all straight white men, <laughs> and they had that one pamphlet on environmentalism. And yeah, like, right. This is our cause. Right. Look out, world. Oh we're my coming. god. And then oh they were like, god. gave every other pamphlet to women, and they're like, oh shit, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, it's it's just unfair. It's very unfair to put that burden specifically, um, and and almost because as soon as you do start getting putting yourself out there talking about these social issues, you are opening yourself up to a, a level of criticism on the other end. Yeah. Um, and if I don't know, I, I guess if I feel, in my opinion on it, is if, if you're doing it for the greater good, thank you. Um, and if sometimes we all slip up along the way, and I yeah. think that's very, I think that's only human. I think Bette Midler's slip up was just, it was a little bit too specific for me. It was a little bit too. <laughs> it was a little bit on the nose. Yeah, it was just, it was a, it was too, yeah, too much. Also, it felt like it was like so out of left field. Yep. I had never once read a tweet by her in my entire life, and all of a sudden I'm yep. like, oh, this is what we're reading now. Cool. Yep. Yeah, but um, just keep on keeping on, social warriors, you know? I think we have a long way to go. I think, um, the more we talk about it, the more that we can just 
you know, bring light to it. And yeah. um, these conversations, as I said, I, I for, for when I started this podcast, this was a big part of it. I really just wanted to have these conversations about uh, surrounding social commentary, race, sexism, gender, class. Um, and do I have all the answers? Absolutely not. Am I conversing with people trying to figure out um, something as we go? I am, you know, and that's, that's, that's what I can do. Yeah. Um, just playing off that, it's like yeah. people are trying to do their best out there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, like sometimes you never slip up, and like you just need people to keep you in check. Yep. Sometimes, yeah, too. yeah. Stemming from a place, the, the place that I come from, just being a person of color, it is, um, you know, I mean, you find yourself in a lot of like play, situations where you do kind of protect yourself and and um, almost protect your language, I guess you could say, because you, you never want people to just harp on you. You never want people to think, as you had said earlier, like, oh, you're the angry black man, or, yeah. you know? And, like, I really do try to kind of... But, but oh, God, it's so frustrating because you get exhausted doing that, too, right? Because that, to me, is also a part of, um, you know, the, the just the politicalness that kind of surrounds it in terms of, like, watching your language, you know? Like, it's... It, it becomes that point, too, where it's like, because you're the... Like speaking, I'm not going to speak on your behalf, obviously, but just speaking towards you, it's like, because you're black, people ask you every issue about being black. Right. Because you're gay, people ask you every issue about being gay. Like, anything that happens in any realm of the LGBTQ community, people ask me a question about it, and I'm like, ooh, I... Uh, I yeah. feel and I'm, I feel things about that. I'm I'll happy get back to, to you. No, yeah. I am happy to answer them in in the experience that I've known and the, and, and anything that I've learned along the way. Obviously, yeah. clearly, I still have a long way to go, and I'm by no means am I done being black by yeah. no means am I done being gay but it's there's well, you're not still, done being black oh, there's okay. this you know so that's what yeah. I mean it's like I'm still going to be facing these things for a long time to come yeah and, well, um, and I will keep learning how to be well equipped myself with all of that um, but yeah I mean if people come to me and ask me I mean I didn't start this podcast because I didn't want people to ask do you know what I mean so yeah. it's like the, 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 I am okay with that but um it, it is also very important and very vital that we understand that I again I'm, I'm only speaking on behalf of your experience my experience yeah. in particular and that will resonate with some people but not everybody yeah and that's okay but the, and like people will ask you opinions about things that you never even thought an opinion on yeah especially do because it has like some realm of um, like in my experience people I remember at one point somebody asked me about they were like a gay couple in somewhere in the states were denied a wedding cake or something because they were gay. Mm-hmm. So he was like, well, are you outraged? And I was like, well, I think I'm outraged more in the sense that you just can get a wedding cake. I don't think I'm outraged so much about them being a queer couple. Right. And it's like, also, I don't know, though, because I'm very single. And <laughs> pretty much just gay on my own. So, like, yeah, I'm mad about it. Right, like, I don't right, know. It's like, right. It's like things like those. Like, people ask you a question about, like, something that happened in the media uh, concerning about being gay. And, like, you have no real answer except you're like, my opinion is this, but, like, do you want my opinion or do you think I'm like the know-all be-all? It's right. like very, it's like treading on white water. Right, right. Yeah, that's fair. I could understand that yeah. for sure because you, you, again, you never want to, and again, okay, you also can't know it all, right? Yeah, like and that's you, the thing too. There's like, so much information in the world and, you know, we all have jobs and a life to live. That you know, you you go along and you you try to read about a lot of things along your way, and and also our news, especially these days, because we're not really we don't watch news on television the way we used to. Now we take news in on our um, devices, and our devices are so tailor made to us. So yeah. you go on my Twitter. I mean, you're not gonna. I mean, basically, honestly, it is for because of who I choose to follow, um, and now with all the algorithms that are gone in there it is very like pro-black you yeah. know what i mean and that's just 
the way that my Twitter has been set up through the, you know, the last... Through who you're following. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, So I never catch news um, of maybe, like, you're right, that white gay couple from Arkansas. I might not know that. Um, But, you know, ask me about Bette Midler saying the N-word and you know I got an opinion. Yeah. (laughs) And your opinion is not good. (laughs) I mean, your opinion is good, but your opinion about the subject is less than I tell. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, that was a lot yeah. to unpack, but let's actually take a break and let's okay. come right back with 21 questions. About Ped oh. Midler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a bit. All right, welcome back. Kenneth Davey on to 21 questions. This is your... Technically, again, your third time playing this, but I'm so good at qu- answering questions. Yeah, so. twenty-one of them in specific. <laughs> um, but this time, I'm gonna do um, what I did with Justin on his second show okay. as well. So I'm gonna give you a swipe left, swipe right sort of questions. So swipe left is no way. Swipe I've right. Never, I've never swiped. How do you do? Oh yeah, this is your first first rodeo. Yeah, right? uh-huh. never been on a dating. <laughs> and swipe right is yeah yeah. So are you ready? Yeah. Feel good mm-hmm. in the hot seat. Let's go. Swipe right. I should also say, um, I trickled in a lot of Beyonce in here because this episode is very Beyonce yeah. themed. Yeah. So um, there's going to be quite a bit of Beyonce. But also, just think about this right now. The dichotomy we talked about Beyonce, then to Bette Midler being like kind of racist towards yes. black women is like so... It's very <laughs> random, I know. It's no, very just think about random. it too. It's like, like talking about the queen of her blackness and then white-ass Bette Midler. <laughs> <laughs> Doing the most. Right. Cool, yeah. But, you know, I don't get to pick when <laughs> when white people do things. You know? <laughs> I mean, every when, day we're doing something. Yeah, weird. I don't get to pick, but I yeah. felt the need to just, like, talk about yeah. it and, and really just, um, you know, uh, and I don't know. I just felt really passionate about that specific instance and um, bringing that to, to light as to why it was offensive. And, and you know, this could... Uh, as we said before, I can't speak on behalf of all, but I can just speak on behalf of why that was probably not the best choice of words. So, you mean the worst choice? The of worst words. choice yeah. of words. Yeah. Let's go. All right, but on to the next question. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, question number one: Beyonce and Pink Panther is swipe left or swipe right? Swipe all the way left. Swipe all the way left. Um, I have. Okay, yeah, I shouldn't say that. I've never seen it. Oh, Kenneth. You can't swipe left if you've never seen it. Okay, but I mean, the movie well, is so you can. fucking you can. bad. You can. Check up on it, fucking bang. Yeah. <laughs> Love that song. But, like, that movie was looks terrible. Yeah. I've never seen it in full. Um, I'm surprised you've even seen it in a half or a quarter. <laughs> I have, yeah. Because sometimes it's on, like, TV and I'll just catch so it. So she's there's, in the movie. There's not enough of her in it, to be honest. Like, it's, it's, it's Steve just... Steve Martin, right? Yeah, and I don't like him, so that's why it's hard to watch, but... I'm going to swipe right because Beyonce's in it. That's the only reason, but I don't really like it. I didn't actually even know she was in the movie. I thought she was just on the soundtrack. No, she's in it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, could you imagine now? Like, do you want to be a pink brother too? She's like, do you want to fuck yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. Kanye West's random SNL rant. Swipe left oh, or swipe, swipe right? all the way left. Swipe Get the fuck out of my all life. All the way Left. I swiped left so hard you flew into outer space. Yeah. <laughs> he is awful. Awful. 
I was never a big fan of him before, and like not because I hated him, but actually I kind of hate him. But I just didn't care for his music. Like he had some bangers, but mostly I was like, "There's something off about him." And then in the past few years, like, yeah, there's something off about him. And like, you need to get back on your meds because he didn't get off his meds. That's what they're saying. So they're saying that he got off his medication, but it's all, a lot of this started happening when he lost his mother. Um, which was so sad. It was just very sad. And, you know, people, as we all know, kind of grieve in different ways and everything. Um, it explains it, but it doesn't excuse it. Yeah. Right? What this is, what, what he's doing as of late, I think, is an embarrassment for black people. <laughs> you know, it's an embarrassment for, um, for men. It's just, it's, it's gross. And it's, he, like, literally... When he was doing that rant, I was I read and uh, watched an interview with Keenan Thompson. I was just gonna say that. And yeah, he said he Kenan, held him hostage essentially. Like, Kenan, and Keenan Co- Thompson has never said anything about anyone. Yeah, I'm fairly certain he's never even like when he's ever been on a talk show. He just talks about how like he's the cool guy. Yeah, he just plays on Saturday Night Live and he's fun. He's been there for forty years, and then <laughs> he actually had opinions. He was like, it was the most messed up thing because that's not right. Yeah, people got to get home to their kids. People got to get home to their partners. People yeah. just got to get home because they're tired. It's one o'clock in the morning, and here he is. People got to get home because they don't want to talk Rant- to the West. Yeah, well, <laughs> ranting because of his privilege, essentially. You know, yeah. standing on a stage, being like, oh, anyway, yeah, gross. Swipe left, okay. Uh, number three, Beyonce and Dreamgirls. Swipe left or swipe right? That is, you, you slap it right so hard. <laughs> that is A, an amazing movie. Yes. And B, she's, list, li, just everyone watch Listen. Oh, oh, Listen. Oof. So good. So good. Swipe right as well. Yeah. Uh, question number four, the fact that Grey's Anatomy is still on TV. Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe, you know I'm going to say swipe left. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I used to love Grey's Anatomy, but now they're on season 45 and... Mm. It's just, I, I, I just don't get it. It's like, at this point, it's General Hospital. The soap opera? Soap opera. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is. Oh, my God. But I mean, like, good for you, Shonda, for making that fucking wagon, because people yeah. are still so into Invested, it. yeah. People are invested, and I'm one of those. Yeah, you so are. I'm a swipe right, because it is... Um, it is definitely something that I don't know. I've just kind of kept up with, um, along the way. A few seasons in the middle definitely got wonky. More recently... It, it sounds like it's gotten better since w- I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, the middle got weird, but n- lately, like, specifically last season and the season that just started, yeah, way better. Okay. I think it's almost like it's a... They, they almost had no option yeah. but to restart, in a way. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah. Anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna swipe right. Season fifteen. Season fifteen. Yeah, and Shonda Rhimes, any powerful black woman getting her money? I'm like, yes, do it. Good for her. Like actually, though, good for fifteen seasons. That's insane. It's insane on network TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next question: A Beyonce and Rihanna collaboration. Swipe left or swipe right? I want to say swipe right, but also I want to say swipe left. Okay, but you only have one. Okay, so, so it's swipe right then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm, I'm with you. It'd be really hard because it's like, uh, okay, let me just answer. I'm going to say swipe, swipe right. Cause I would love to hear yeah, it. That, I'd love to hear um, it. But, but it, it would, yeah, it would, there would always be so much pressure surrounding it yeah. that it would never be able to live up to the pressure that it would have. And like, how yeah. would they, I can't even think about how they would do it. Yeah. Well, Mariah and Whitney did when you believe. Yeah. But I mean, that was, <laughs> that song made me a Christian. Like it was so good. <laughs> And that was for the, what was the Prince of Egypt soundtrack? Yeah. yeah. yeah Which yeah. I loved that movie growing up. Did yeah. not realize it was about. <laughs> did not realize what it was about. Um, I read this thing that was like, what would you think about a Beyonce and R&B, sorry, a Beyonce and Rihanna collaboration? 
would be called R&B. Oh. I know, I know. So think about that. Um, next question. Meryl Streep in Big Little Lies. Swipe left or swipe right? Again, swipe right, yeah. yeah. I, you know I, I love Meryl Streep. And I love Big Little Lies. So swipe all the way. Mm. Just I'll right swipe right for that, too. Uh, next question. Beyonce and Lady Gaga ever doing a sequel to Telephone? Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe left. Swipe left. Swipe left. Okay. Um, yeah. You're I, never, never a fan of the... I did like it, but like I actually just re- listened to it recently because I was listening to some Lady Gaga, like getting in preparation for A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that was the gayest thing I've said today, mm-hmm. and um, I was because I was just like doing that, and then that song came on. And I, was like, I remember really liking it, but then like listening to it again, I was like, ugh, not a fan. I just like it's good, but it's just, like I'm done with it. The best part about it is Beyonce. Yeah, um, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna swipe. I'm gonna swipe right only because it'd be interesting for me. To see that was that song came out t- actually ten years ago this month, um, so it'd be long. interesting to see now where they're both at in their respective careers how they would do a collaboration because at the time they were both two pop artists trying to almost maximize their um, success and like branch out into their own things like what they truly wanted to do on yeah well, less Lady Gaga now less Lady Gaga because she was yeah, still, she was doing still all, pretty like, new the electro pop kind of yeah. dance stuff. So I think now would be interesting to see where, what, like, respectively where they're at, yeah. how they would sound. Maybe it'd be like a folky ballad with a rap beat from Beyonce. I don't know, but that could be good. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It'd be yeah. interesting to see. But like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think too they they just beat that song to death. Yeah, like, but they've never performed stuff. it. You know, but like radio and stuff. Oh, it's like yeah, hearing yeah, in like yeah. random places. I'm like, I'm done yeah, with it. Totally. Next question: The fact that Law and Order SVU is still on TV. Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right. I mean, I was watching, I was watching it yesterday. <laughs> I am completely caught up. 20 years. 20 years. Uh, um, Olivia Benson. Olivia Benson. Solve all the crimes. Same character. Yeah. It's, I'm going to swipe right as well. It's just so good. It's such a good show. And they're never going to run out of content so no. long as men keep being shitty, which is never going to stop. No. So and Literally, the thing is ripped from the headlines. Yeah. They rip them from the headlines. Yeah. But also, fun fact about Law & Order. Did you know one time... Mar- sorry, one time Mariska... Um, did a stunt, collapsed her lung, had no idea, and didn't find out till months later. Ew, how'd she not know? She was just like, she she figured it out because she was having shortness of breath so she went to the doctor and the doctor was like, you have a collapsed lung. Oh my God. <laughs> she did. Like, she went like a month or something or like two months without knowing. Committed it. to your craft. Right? If I had a collapsed lung, I'd be like, everyone pay all the attention to me. I need a bouquet of roses beside right. me. Rally oh, that's people. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, next question. The press accusing Beyonce of not being pregnant with Blue Ivy. Swipe left, swipe left, or swipe right. I mean, swipe left, obviously, because that's fucked up. Yep. But also, like, swipe right because, like, what? You can't pick both. <laughs> I know, but I want to in that you can't. situation. Okay, There's no swipe yeah. left. Okay. Yeah. It's just fucked up. It's weird. Yeah. You're denoting a woman and like the ability to her have children, and yeah. it's messed up. Swipe left as well. I just think if there was anybody that would be an advocate for surrogacy it would be Beyonce yeah. so it'd be I'm like why are we even trying to yeah I'm anyway like, what yeah. why who takes a pregnancy it's so bizarre especially so someone bizarre. in the spotlight yeah oh. of her caliber like yeah. you wouldn't be able to really get away yeah anyway anyway um next question Cardi B and Selena Gomez their collaboration tacky tacky Swipe left or swipe right? I haven't heard it. But Neither have I. Swipe left because it's the title in Selena Gomez. Yeah. Cardi, just do your own thing. Yeah. You don't need, you don't need garbage like that tracking you down. I am just simply going to swipe left and echo everything you just said. Because, uh, yeah, that's it. 
The next question, a Destiny's Child reunion featuring Beyonce Janelle Knowles Carter, Calendria Rowland, Tanitra Michelle Williams, Latoya Luckett, and Latavia Robertson. Hell yeah, swipe left. <laughs> oh, that's, you don't want it. Swipe right, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't get it. Remember, it's my first time dating. <laughs> Swipe right. Swipe right. That'd be so good. Like, It'd be all so of them. Good. Yeah. It'd be so good. Especially because, like, this was the first year that they posted, like, Latoya and Latavia posted, like, photos of them going to a Beyonce yeah. show and, like, with their mom. Yeah. And was, like, loving and hugging. And it was, like, I think for the time people were, for the first time people were, like, oh, they don't, she doesn't hate them. It's they been 18 years yeah. since they've been photographed together. 18 years. Well, the one said it was, like, 18 years since they had talked is what I read. With Latavia. Which but is, she's talked no, to Latoya. Yeah. yeah. Nuts, hey? Like, mm. Because you know they sign like the most, most non-disclosure ads. Yeah. Which I want to read all of them. Yeah. Oof. Nuts. Um, next question. All the buzz surrounding Lady Gaga in A Star is Born. Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right because I'm just, I'm very curious. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Mm, that, I see how you're wanting to swipe both ways now, but you unfortunately can't. I'm going to swipe... I don't know if I'm like I don't know if I'll see it right away at least. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like I'll see it when it comes out on um, Netflix and stuff or or on demand. Well, it's two hours and twenty minutes, so you won't. Whoa! You won't, you you won't be seeing it. I'll tell you that right now. I know you won't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know yeah, you yeah, as a person, and that's not something. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, okay, I'm gonna swipe. Ah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm going to swipe left yeah. only because I don't know if I'll see it. I will say, um, I heard a little bit of a song on the soundtrack today earlier with you. Yeah. And it sounded really pretty. Okay. So I'm not mad at like the, I'm not mad at the movie yeah. or the soundtrack. I just don't know if I'll get to yeah. it. Fair. So yeah, I think it, yeah. I will but say good though, for you, Lady Gaga. You're doing your thing. I, it came out to, this morning when I was driving to work mm-hmm. and I was like, I was just like buzzed through the songs really quickly because I want to like hear a snippet of all of them mm-hmm. like really quickly. And like halfway through, I was like, wow, this is a lot of songs on here. I was on 19 of 34 and I was like, okay, everyone cool your jets. Oh, there's 34 songs? So there's 34 songs. Some of them are dialogue. So it's like, I don't know why. Oh, they put, like, but the di- soundtrack itself, I read was 13 songs. Okay, yeah. So I must have read the, like, been listening to the whole thing because I was like, I don't need to hear dialogue. No. It's something I care about. No. And they're kind of touting it as, like, when Whitney Houston did The Bodyguard. Yeah. So it's kind of considered her album, in a way. Yeah. So that's interesting. But, yeah. yeah. And I anyway. also have seen both of the other Stars Are Born with Judy Garland and um, Barbara Streisand, so I just want to see the third one to, like, kind of keep them all jack. Did you know that Beyonce was originally supposed to do this Yeah, movie? directed by Clint Eastwood. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, like, nuts. Yeah. So nuts. Yeah. Um, okay. Next. Um, a Destiny's Child... <laughs> biopic swipe left or swipe right. Biopic? Biopic. <laughs> biopic. Not a biopic. A biopic. A biopic. Okay. A biopic. Yeah. Well, I would want to swipe right, but like, who's who? Yeah, right. <laughs> Kiki Palmer has to be one of them because she's literally in all those movies, I feel. All those made for t- is this a made-for-TV movie or a motion picture? So this is a made-for-TV movie. Oh, so it's like a lifetime made-for-TV. It's TV. a lifetime movie. Yeah. It's made-for-TV. Um, it's going to feature... All, um, yeah, all the members, all the way from the beginning of when Destiny's Child was coming up and when they did, uh, kicked out Latoya and Latavia, introduced Michelle yeah. and the other one, the luggage, um, and off to the stardom and Beyonce's solo stardom. And everything. Yeah. But also follows Kelly and Michelle's... Um, Comeuppance? Yeah. So swipe left to swipe right. 
Swipe right. I mean, I'd still like to see it. Swipe all the way right. Like, I mean, like, yeah. I just, it would be such trash TV. Oh, my God, yeah. I think and I'm, the only... Here's the thing with, with the, this, the, those, like, docu-movies. It's like, when the artist is involved, you know it's bias. When the artist is not involved, what's true? So it's yeah. like, you can't really win, right? Well, did you ever see the one about, on Lifetime about, like, Whitney? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. I, like, I could not stop watching it because I was like, this yeah. is a mess. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's hard to know, like, because her family didn't sign off on it, I heard. Yeah, I know. And Angela Bassett directed it. And yeah. she was a friend of Whitney's. So it's yeah. like, ah, oh, like, she yeah, wouldn't... Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, yeah, like, she wouldn't do that to her friend. Like, no, kind it's of, like, you wouldn't make your friend look out to be like yeah. that kind of person. But then, knowing that the family didn't sign... Anyway, yeah. yeah, I would watch it. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Uh, next question. Michelle Obama's memoir, Becoming, coming out in November. Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'll read it, but swipe right. Oh, interesting. I just and like I love biographies. I read them all the time, like autobiographies. But I don't know. I find it weird reading books about people who are sometimes still alive. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's like it's hers might be different though, because I I mean it depends how she's written it too. Like I've read. I mean I shouldn't say I don't read people books about people who are alive. Like I read like Tina Fey's book, Amy Poehler's book, like those comedians right. books. But those are, like, essays within themselves, and I don't know if hers... Is hers, like, an essay-based book, like, where she writes different essays about her life, or is it, like, just telling an overarching story about the situation of her and Barack? Uh, overarching. It's it's about her, but yeah. it more or less follows her, you know, her role as First Lady over yeah. the course of the eight years. Um, I tried reading Hillary Clinton's book, and... Oh, that's interesting. You didn't like it. Oh. I was bored. Okay. I'm going to swipe all the way right for that. I think it's going to be super fascinating to see how the first black um, first lady yeah. how existed in and that social climate. Barack has already released a book about his presidency, hasn't he? Oh. Did he last he, year? He, so he did. Okay, there was one that was released, um, and it was a... Um, what do they do when, like, somebody almost writes it on your behalf? Ghostwriter. Like, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like that. So it was his book, but... Uh, told, told by Marcus. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right, that's oh, right. okay, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm thinking of then. Um, and I, I have it, but I haven't even read it. You know. but. I would prefer to read a book of hers over his. Like, yeah. I mean, I like Barack Obama, and I respect him greatly, and I'd love to, like, have dinner with him and pick his brain. Yeah. But I literally care more about what Michelle's up to. Yeah, same. Yeah. Uh, next question. Chance the Rapper's stating Beyonce has surpassed Michael Jackson as the greatest performer of all time. Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right? That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the validity of it, yeah. besides the fact that I've seen her three times and she's amazing. Yeah, she's incredible. Yeah, but I mean, like, that's a big thing to say. Yeah, it's a big thing to say. Um, I, it's, this one's hard for me, but I'm People, gonna, you're a huge fan of both. I am, yeah. And I think without Michael... There would be no and Janet, there. I mean, they served as such a blueprint for, um, you know, the Beyonces of the world. That being said, um, Beyonce would have to break down a hell of a lot more barriers and break a hell of a lot more glass yeah. ceilings to be who and where she is. So I am gonna swipe right because she is that girl. Yeah. She is that girl. Um, swipe left or swipe right. The legalization of marijuana. Uh, swipe right. 
Swipe right. I don't really have much of an opinion on it. I'm just going to... I mean, yeah. Whatever. It's not hurting anybody. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah. 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 I don't really smoke weeds. I'm like, well, I don't care. Yeah. It's not hurting me, so whatever. Uh, Next question. Muting people on Instagram. Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right. It's my favorite hobby. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a lot of people muted? (laughs) I actually do. (laughs) Don't check my Instagram. Yeah. (laughs) No, it's just like one person. I mute people and then unmute people as I go. But, yeah, a lot of times I just mute people. They say one stupid thing or something that annoys me. I'm like, you're mm-hmm. dumb. <laughs> I'm going to... I've said this one before, but I'm going to swipe um, right as well, obviously, because it's just uh, the best way to um, quietly tell someone to shut up. And, yeah. I also just unfollow people, too. Well, of course, but... Sometimes it's like somebody you like that is posting. Oh, something. that's true. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I have done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah and following people is the easy way, but obviously, it's when it's somebody you know and like, it's supposed you to sound terrible. But if I know somebody who is doing something like big that weekend, and I know that their Instagram stories are annoying, I will mute them for the weekend. Wow, that is shade. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would call me awful. <laughs> <laughs> Um, next question. Tyra Banks in Life Size 2. Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right. Swipe right. Okay. I've never seen the first one, so I'm oh, going to... Oh, it's so good, so bad. But um, I mean... I'll Lindsay, swipe right, sure. Lindsay isn't, Lindsay isn't in the second one, which is sad. Yeah. But I mean, like, she's busy getting hit in the face she by She is in the second one or is she not? Isn't. Oh. But she's busy getting punched by refugees because she's an idiot. Right. Oh, let's not even get into that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Think... But no, um... There's a song from my size. I can't remember really how it goes, but it's like, live your life, be a star or something. I remember Tyra singing it. I just remember being a child and being like, she is awful, but that I'm into this. funny. Yeah. Oh my so God, awesome. Right. Okay. I will swipe right with you. Um, just cause. <laughs> what, what wrong has Tyra done? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She hasn't. Yeah. She's pretty, she's pretty chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Except for that one time she told everyone she went to Harvard and she went there for like a conference. That was weird. I thought, yeah. <laughs> she was yeah. like, I graduated from Harvard, and everyone's like, you went to a seminar. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Okay. The next question. Omarosa continually teasing releasing a video footage of Trump using the N-word. Swipe left or swipe right. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. What? Yeah, oh, never, my gosh. I never heard being, talking about her being, like giving a tell-all book about him. And I was like, huh. She allegedly has video footage of him using it, but That's has yet to release it. And she's like, it's, she, the most recent is she's planning on releasing it next month. I'm sure she's just trying to sell it at this point, like sell it to a news outlet. Because um, then she already released a book about her time. She like, has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But video footage is different from like, yeah. you know. I had no idea. I mean, yeah. I want to say swipe right because I just want him out of here, but also like. Ooh. I know. I'm gonna swipe right because just prove it. Like we all know he is. He are, you know he said it. I mean, he yeah, said grab just, the woman. But he, it's he just, literally was quoted by saying, "Literally, there's a video of him saying grab her by the pussy." Mm-hmm. So like, so just prove it. Prove that he's a bigot and also, who a sexist and a racist. Oh, it was secretly recorded from her what? own device. Good for her. I know. She's like uh, the shady as fuck. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's weird. <laughs> to say I mean, good, good for, for you, good for her, but like also like, girl, you need to chill. Yeah. Right? Uh, okay, next question. A John Legend Christmas album. Swipe left or swipe right? Swipe right. That swipe beautiful. right. That voice is meant for Christmas. He's... Mm. He's the new Michael Bublé. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, read a hilarious oh tweet God. today. I read a hilarious tweet today that was like, oh my God, it's October. Thank God. That means Michael Bublé is finally defrosting. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. I wonder if he'll do a... Um, 
Christmas special or whatever this year. I think he is because he's releasing, um, he's been releasing to press some details about his son having cancer. So he released yesterday or today about um, how he had to go on TV like right after he found out his son had cancer and stuff. So he's like amping up something for something, I think. So sad. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. Because his son was so young too. Mm. Oh, it's so sad. Because um, he didn't yeah. have Christmas a Christmas special last year, right? Or the, uh, the year before, I don't think. Yeah, so Michael, yeah. come back. We need a new Christmas special. <laughs> or John Legend. Make a whole new one. That's so That sounds even cool. better, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know Chrissy Teigen would just be like softly sitting in a sleigh behind him the whole time wearing a fur. Yes. <laughs> Which I'd be okay with. She's fun. Yeah, she's a good time. And the last question. Beyonce and the Lion King. Swipe left or swipe right? Oh, swipe left. I can't have that yeah, nonsense. No, yeah, it's ridiculous. So swipe right. <laughs> I was saying this, I just find it's going to be so weird because it's like CGI, right? Mm-hmm. Will, it be, will it be too campy? I don't know. With that whole, like, the idea of CGI, not because of the cast or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because I found like, the Lion Book to be kind of weird. Mm. I saw the Lion Book and it was like CGI. I didn't and find it that, that weird, but... Same director that did, um, who's the director of... John Favreau? Yeah, he's he also did. doing this one. He is, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it'll yeah. probably be good. Yeah. I, mean, I like, have my high, I have really high hopes. Oh, I think, it'll, I think it will be a phenomenal yeah. thing. I just hope it's not weird with the CGI. Yeah. Which somebody, I remember saying that one time, somebody was like, well, the first one was a cartoon, so I think you're fine. Like, <laughs> no, good point, good point, good point, yeah. good point. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm of course going to swipe right, but... Um, I think they'll amp up her character a lot, too. I think so, too. Because I think in the, I... I haven't seen the cartoon in a while, but Nala is not in it as much as one would think. And to have Beyonce do it is like such a huge yeah, person to do that for role. Sure. So you're going to amp it up. For sure. And it may, I, maybe they'll delve into because the thing with the first one is when Simba goes off um, and meets Timon and Pumbaa, um, that, they don't really focus on what happened at, back at Pride Rock that entire time. Yeah. Right? We don't know. Because so she maybe was kind they'll, of running the Pride. Exactly. With the so other maybe ladies. they'll show that. Yeah. Um, uh, have Beyonce. they started filming yet? I don't know. How do they film that? I don't know. I just know they've started like recording some of this, like, or singing some of the songs and whatnot, just oh, to get like some vocals in. So we gonna see. We gonna see. So good. But that wraps up twenty one questions. What a show! We went over a lot of things, but there's nobody that I would, um, you know, rather delve into these things with. So thank you again, Kenneth. Thank so, you so much for having me. Thank you for being part of the show. And I, well, thank I, you again. I'm sure you'll be back. So. <laughs> I mean, I hope I get paid next time. But yeah. <laughs> just saying, rent's coming up. Yeah. So. All right. All right. <laughs> thank you so much, yes, thank and you. we will talk to you soon. Bye, Bye y'all. Thank you once again for Kenneth for joining me on that show, Third Time Guest. Always a good time with you. If you liked it, please do not forget to hit that subscribe button. It is definitely the way that new people can find the show. And again, I am so grateful for everybody that has done that thus far. It has made such a difference and an impact in my life. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at, at @ollieandallpod and via email at ollieandallpod at gmail.com. Thank you again for tuning in, whoever you are and wherever you are. I appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Bye, y'all.